0: you have a
1: Vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking bore blood, blood! Never! I will fucking die! Fucking fighting for my father's and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers!
2: jihad all right trying to get this thing working good morning yeah it's morning morning ah, i wanted to get this
3: <laughs> a few
2: hours ago never mind it's up and running uh we seem to be going across uh some platforms at least despite text evaded blick's best efforts uh i've managed to get a stream out Rumbled, not letting me sign in. Yeah, I was just noticing that actually. Um, I'm glad it's uh not just me. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was, getting some messages out, but it seemed um glitchy for some reason. So make of it what you will. Let me just uh, do this. Does that work? Yeah, it won't. It won't let me. Hit enter on the text message. It's quite strange. But it is what it is, folks. Uh, Friday Tech Woes. I can't can't blame text-evading Blick for uh, Rumble's... uh... (laughs) I don't want to say a bad word against Rumble. I love Rumble at the moment. God bless it. Never sign into anything if avoidable. Yeah, look, um, I've made this... Look, I think it's very, very important right now. You should just be uh, stepping up, you know, just tidying up loose ends, you know, making sure you're not too vulnerable on the Internet. Um, um What we should do, what we should do is um, contact message, like hard contacts, right, Not, not Internet. So if things go down, Right, Maybe they, I've got, like, a list of numbers that I could send text messages to or, you know, something like that. Because <laughs> uh, with uh, Britain yapping and NATO fapping, who knows what could go down. They were, uh, anything. <laughs> They're going to be swinging out in desperation. And uh, my, uh, my blood-o too. Uh, is pretty desperate at the moment. Maybe me talking has picked it up a little bit. Ninety two, ninety three. <laughs> yeah, thank God, it's gone up to ninety eight. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, need to do more talking. But uh, yeah, it's it's gone up to ninety eight. <laughs> Just now, back down to ninety six. Um, fucking thing, it's never recovered. Ayahuasca <laughs> Uh, Ayahuasca Man says, shoot me your number. I'd love to chat. Just DM me that you want to exchange numbers and i'll put them in my phone for what you know just in case you never know Uh, i can have a a raccoon phone get get to the raccoon phone you pick it up and you'll just hear snoring it's just tax evaders are just uh, slumped over the uh, switchboard uh, how is old Chris in the UK? Chris is doing fantastic. They um, for all the stages that he could have had to go through when they uh, opened him up, um, it was a quick in and out job. And the uh, the I think he was out the s- same day or next day maybe. Um, uh, I was supposed to come to Japan protect the homestead. Yeah, you know it's one of the. One of the few places, it's one of the few places as a sort of model country that we should try to uh, drag through the wreckage that they're going to flick on us in the coming months to years. Uh, he ha- he already had a stent in and it calcified and shut off circulation and um, they, they just sent in the rotor rod and uh, put in... Uh, so, like, two stents, so, like, one stodgy stent, I guess, and then you slip another one in it, and I don't know what you call that, double stenting, <laughs> I guess. So, uh, today, oh, it was, was Friday, Friday, I'm, uh, I have to do for a great day at the moment, tithe, tithe for tax evading blicks, keep him in Mackie D's. And 40s, so he can be asleep on the job as usual. Raccoon Network sounds fabulous. Yeah, um, look, for what it's worth, you know, just it feels like you're doing something, right? Something positive in the uh, in current circumstances, you know. Get chicken, get as many as you can handle. I wish I was allowed chickens here. But uh, there'd be that uh... Gaijin. <laughs> I can, he's in trouble. Doesn't keep his trees all trimmed and square. <laughs> let's, them, let's them grow all natural. Uh, Metler's Fork says, did I get my, uh, or the Ethereum that you sent to me? I did indeed, sir. And for that, you deserve, well, uh, we should have a GD batchy to set the tone.
0: This is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles, everything has been hitting here.
2: Uh, Kamatose Coot says, uh, sorry for the long message. I want to try to connect you to some loose contacts podcast-wise to try and get you more eyes and ears. That would be great. I was one of Shane Gillis' uh, first Patreon subs four years ago. Do you know, I wish I could say who that was. Do they want to talk about bi warfare? How they are they cooming for you right now? <laughs> oh, we're going to look at some uh, some stories today. Oh, it suddenly looks like uh, Rumble was uh, kicked into gear. Funny, is it working now? What if I do that? right Why... No, it's still not working for me. Bah. All right, all right, all right. So let me let me do. Um, he goes on Rogan quite often, and his podcast gets about three hundred thousand views. Oh, that would be uh, that'd be fantastic. I'd love that. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'll happily go on there and uh, spook them if they want. Biowarfare is off the cards, kids. Yeah, I'm not so sure. H five n one is getting warmed up and uh you know when they've softened the battlefield <laughs> yeah they got the sheep to uh how do you say position themselves for the fucking that they're about to take that did, uh, let's see his podcast partner matt has a brother who's a popular podcast talking about all sorts of things related to this stuff yeah look um i'm uh i'm Ha- happy to go anywhere anywhere that'll have me and you know I'll behave <laughs> I get on there. here it's just me ranting and you know I, I don't I feel like the science job is literally done I, I do I, I'm there's not much left with respect to I think SARS <laughs> I, I honestly think it's the it's the next thing the next thing get uh get wound up about and you know a lot of that is well it's gonna revolve <laughs> If any of the clips that we're gonna look at is anything to go by um maybe uh maybe that picnic it's uh the picnic tank battles rockets right um you have the same sense of humor otherwise I wouldn't suggest it as a good fit well um i say okay. get me in there well I'll speak to anyone all right let's uh let's I don't want to do that uh, let's uh, do the following. Let's switch here. I hope the soundboard is behaving. <laughs> just So many tech troubles, it just grinds you down. It's like zombies, right? It's just like w- one zombie, you know, who cares? You can have fun just slicing and dicing away. But, you know, you get two zombies, three zombies, six zombies, 12 zombies. Suddenly they all get... Uh, it's not to become an irritant that's how i view uh, tech issues and uh, and the like so computer just do what i want you to all right so let me do this let's uh, oh yeah of course um it's Pfizer faggots part 2 can, of course i'll have to give some commentary on it right because it's the current thing so i'll i'll do that and uh what did i have uh Next, I've got two uh... oh yeah. <laughs> this one from You've Been Nudged. I don't know if I showed it before, but uh yes. Uh oh, God I'm gonna say Heinrand, Rand Paul. Rand Paul with his uh neocond Newland jab of the heart. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant bit of artwork. God, God bless you've been nudged and uh, good doggy. They're, uh... They're, uh, should we say? We'd be nothing without them. <laughs> This this band of brothers let's see the only problem is if SARS was released deliberately or not, but we all know no one will ever get to the bottom of that um you know i was I've been thinking about this, and you know my sort of parting comments with the last stream I did, which was with uh chris chris frawl and you know i said I said that right now you know those that are serving right literally. I think we're, we're at an evidential standard where the suspicion of bio-warfare taking place is at a high enough level that if you're fighting for the side that did it, you're engaging in war crimes. It doesn't matter whether you think you're being sent on uh, peacekeeping missions or... <laughs> Whatever else they'll call it, um, they'll give it some corporate greaseball name, facilitated aid or aids, probably. Uh, Chris, good to see you in the chat. Um, next thing you know, Kevin will appear on podcasts in a button down shirt. Go, 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 Hotes. <laughs> never, never. Right, um, okay. If you've wandered in here and wondering who I am, and uh, yeah, give the upvote, folks, on, uh, on Rumble. Get it up there. Get more people in here. Um, do that. And uh, like and subscribe. But if you've wandered in here and wondering who I am, my name is Dr. Kevin McCann. Uh, I was a scientist in the last timeline. Now, now I've... Uh, I've wow, just become a gobby, gobby shite on the internet. Just going, what the fuck is going on? What happened? Now look, it's entertaining. <laughs> My car, boy. But, um, yeah, development projects, fame and funds. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how they do it. Oh, man. And you just know these sick bastards were just... They were just rubbing their hands at the thought of all the uh, development projects that they were looking forward of getting their hands on in uh, in Ukraine after their uh, plucky victory <laughs> in the neocom project for Liebens round for uh you? <laughs> you know <laughs> Driven by Newland and uh, their uh, ever, never satiated desire for uh, <laughs> emancipating their Shekinah. <laughs> That's how it's called, right? Shekinah. Um, Tishbite uh, did a good video. Paul did a good breakdown of uh, Babylonian, I don't know what you call them, hex <laughs> mythologists. And it's interface with, uh, well, Talmudism, I guess, and Marxism, and wh- where we are now with uh, all the uh, gender <laughs> the gender uh, assault on our children. I'm so happy that my O2 has gone up. I was like, 93, bloody hell.
3: <laughs>
2: I'd be telling people to go to the hospital. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, that's me. You can find me. You can plug my name into... Uh, well, I want to say, don't put it in Google, and who knows what they'll spit out. Find a uh, find a non messed with search engine. Should such thing exist nowadays? And uh, plug my name in, and you'll see that I did. Uh, I did science. I do science for a living. And uh, now, now I'm sort of the the Bernard Manning, the Bernard Manning of the science world. And uh, yes, Nuka's area, indeed. <laughs> Um, in this uh, next-gen hybrid, 10th-gen wankathon of a war, you need trenches, and we have our trench, the digital trench, Uh Please go there, and uh, you can support the stream uh, by, um, of course, the usual methods. Um, become a patreon if you want to give a hefty proportion to uh whoever owns uh, patreon the well i hear bad things about patreon <laughs> which i wish i could just uh um be in a position just <laughs> just not using patreon it's a cu- customer choice vote with my wallet um look if there was a mass exodus over to uh subscribe star I'd do it but then there'll be something about subscribe star all right yeah, it's a bionic wankathon <laughs> on McCann Dojo of course uh, you can find where to find me on all the social media and uh, where we stream too. and currently right now WTYL our streaming platform is um, it's it won't be live at the moment so we're just reorganizing stuff, and you but you can watch replays there still, and Rumble as well. So um, there's that to keep into mind. But um, much of the running costs go into keeping um, this architecture in place, because I'm not so sure that Rumble and Twitter are uh, reliable partners in the coming months ahead. Uh, let's see, Google results for Dr. Kevin McCann. You name are actually quite good. ResearchGate, Seymour Rocks, Go Round Zero Media, Odyssey, Sarah Westall. Um, wow, well, I wish. <laughs> wish it was just uh, more science from my old life. <laughs> um, is what it is. Right. Uh, what did I have next? Um, yeah, I guess we have just got to get into the the. <laughs> Nitty gritty, right? So uh, more war, and uh, former Defence Minister of the UK says NATO forces needed to face Russia on the ground. Uh,
4: just checking with you there, Sir Gerald. Are you suggesting boots on gro- on the ground?
5: I think that that is something that we now have to consider, Kay. Yes, uh, I, I do. I feel <laughs> just
2: uh, that toffee nose Malouda Mal- and Maloudry- Haidarats ever. Right, uh, he's never had to do boots on the ground to face actual, real fighting. I don't know. Maybe looking at the age of him, he might have had. Uh, I don't know. He might have been flown into the Falklands after the uh, after the fighting had finished. But you know what? Um, these motherfuckers. I'm gonna be swearing a whole bunch. If you've got a sensitive ear, rolls today. These motherfuckers. Listen to them. Listen to them. They're just, these people aren't thinking, right? They just know that they've got to protect their position in the establishment, and they're prepared to turn a blind eye to the evil that they know goes on in the background. I just just, right, as I was getting ready, I saw a headline that uh, Boris Johnson's brother's just been caught up on fraud. Imagine my shock. Imagine my shock at such a thing. That's uh That would be on a good day. (laughs) You can be absolutely sure that these people get up to all sorts of wrong. (laughs) It's just The tars on these bastards to be just calling for boots on the ground. How dare they? How fucking dare they?
5: certainly if you were to put a NATO force in
2: there, uh, that would be NATO uh, versus Russia. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. What was that scrolling across the bottom? What was that? Joe Biden told
6: the uh,
2: that the US supports Israel's right to what? Um, keep hurling keep hurling uh, drones at iran to provoke them eh? try to open up another front relieve a bit of pressure on the uh, proxy war that they kicked off in europe these people make me
7: fucking
5: what Two
7: force in there uh,
5: that will be nato uh, versus russia uh, but russia is the is the guilty party here russia
2: fuck off fuck off this these people, man, the mendacity of it, the mendacity of it. Oh, you know what? That just reminds me I, I had another, right, because we're going to take a look at bio-warfare agents. And there was a, uh, Kadam sent me a important link, and I want to make sure I have that to hand. She so has forward. invaded an,
5: another sovereign state. And uh, we have declared, everybody in the West has declared that... Uh,
2: now, everybody, everybody in the West has declared, have they? <laughs> you mean that deviant little twisted tip at the top who are scrambling around trying to, trying to save all the assets that they've stripped off, all the, all the interments underneath them. They're trying to batten it down, trying to make hay while they think the sun shines. Well, I hope they get a bottle of... Bottle of uh, what do I say? Bottled sunshine, that's what I want them to get. (laughs) It's a six pack, six pack of bottled sunshine.
5: Ukraine has got to win, and we're doing a tremendous that's it.
2: Has it? Why? Why? Because uh, right now, I don't see you've got a moral or ethical leg stand on, I'm afraid once once we've done, once you've pulled the pin on that biowarfare, warfare sir no no you don't you don't get to appeal to uh the we're a we're a civilization of laws and uh treaties no no you've blown that chance you blew that chance once you started uh rolling rolling out the biowarfare on your own population no way These people should be worried for their necks.
5: So, Britain led the way under Boris Johnson in leading the uh, uh, the support for Ukraine.
2: Vandido <laughs> says, fuck them, there's a lot of Ukrainian lads around. Send them first. Yeah. Send them first if they want to fight. I've got a pretty fi- good feeling that uh, they don't. They they know. They know that they're just getting chewed up, right? Um <laughs> Look, people are like, oh god, you know, the you know, they're fighting, it's like a stalemate, and this is we're used to seeing wars, not wars, policing actions where we've rocked up to try out <laughs> our latest tech in uncontested skies where we could do what the fuck we wanted, right? And as russia begins to grind down the ukrainians which i think they're doing at a pretty good ratio from what it seems then their air power can come into play then 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 let's see then let's see who wants to put boots on the ground Hmm? i don't know know how many stories i'm gonna get i'm just gonna rant at this dribbling wank stain
5: Rain. But I do think we have to think very hard uh, where this is going, because of... At yeah. the moment, what it's looking like is a stalemate uh, with uh, Russia just...
2: A stalemate, right. Right. And uh, <laughs> a stalemate where the West... You can see that they're nervous. You can see that they're, uh, you know, what they thought was going to be a walk in the park it's not turning out so so well. And all, all the chips that they put in, etc., it's not going quite the way that their uh, algorithms was
5: probably telling them it would. Flattening whole parts of that, that sovereign country, uh, like they did in Aleppo. Uh, they're a brutal regime. They lie through...
3: The- you know,
2: another one of those colour revolutions that we kicked off in what was, you know, some, a somewhat functional country considering the region, considering their next-door neighbours. <laughs> and you know what? You know what Russia did? They went in there and they put a stop to the machinations of uh, <laughs> Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Good job, Pappy Putin.
5: Oh, teeth. And the West has got to decide um, that if it is going to support Ukraine and Ukraine does have to win, because if Ukraine does not win, where will Putin go next? We have to decide exactly how we're going to do this. And I think just edging slowly a bit more here, a bit more there is not the answer.
2: So, so asking for an expeditionary force to what, to rock, rock up, <laughs> travel through the Mediterranean, say it's going to rock up in Odessa. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Was it last stream? Where we were watching Newland and uh, Rand Rand Paul and they're saying, Oh, you're going to take, you think you're taking Putin to the Hague, are you on war crimes?
7: (laughs) Unbelievable unbelievable
2: charge of the light brigade yeah yeah it's got a feel of it right all right so um i've just got tab after tab of bloodthirsty um, fucking we, we bureaucrats who were worried about their pensions but they should be worried about right now <laughs> i like to say they're next
6: We are
8: now at war in europe we need to move to a war footing we are involved in that we've
3: now
2: the cover's been blown now oh dear oh dear oh dear so you know they've uh how should we say um molded the uh the civilian population got them used to drills and uh heightened alerts and everything and now now they can just slip in their war powers acts now they can go rounding up dissidents you know release balloons <laughs> high altitude balloons so they can just keep surveilling on you who thinks that thing in chinese today <laughs> i don't was, uh, someone linked a 2019 story where literally the pentagon is admitting oh yeah we're gonna uh, we're gonna be trialing these uh surveillance balloons because it's you know, it's uh it's a good way of sort of tracking cars and boats and what have you and, and two got spotted today, one over Puerto Rico and one in Montana. And it's like oh my god such ching chunks invading our airspace Don't don't buy it folks. Don't buy it. Sorry. Who's gonna operate any F sixteens, not Ukrainians? No way, no way, no how. They don't have any pilots left. Hang on a minute, message from uh, Doc Kick. Um, uh, looking for this from Brixie. No, uh, I, I, I did a stream with Charles about that—the uh, rating of SARS as a biological agent. Um, you can go uh, check that. Uh, last, last stream I did with Charles. So let me just uh, listen to this. More, more war. Mobilized our procurement
8: processes. We're gifting equipment. We need to face Russia directly and rather than
2: leaving Ukraine to do all the work. These are calls to go to war. What do do you think Russia is going to do? What do you think Russia is going to do? I would say that they're well within their rights to interdict anything that these people are sending. Well, I guess if they get it into theatre, right, then uh, they can concentrate it a little bit. (laughs) For slamming them with anti-tank missiles. (laughs) Ukrainians can't operate the 31 Abrams. No, they won't. They won't. I've got a... um, uh, the podcast that um last one I saw of colonel mcgregor i think we should listen listen to it compared to listening to these people right these people are not in touch with reality all all they are thinking about is uh, is their income and rate of return on this these these aren't people that love britain and uh, are trying their uh... <laughs> trying to go and save ukraine for uh, for virtuous reasons no these are people that know that have been caught in the act and i would say this i think that the release of these weapons goes right to the top and so we can consider all the governments involved all the bureaucracy guilty and if you're working for it and you're, con- you're contributing to these war aims you are a war criminal now i would step back <laughs> let let him go Let him send his boys. You know, I imagine all the investments he's got. He could uh, get some good gear, LARP up really well, right? (laughs) Top-notch ballistics vest.
7: Good night scope, good trench. Good trench spade. Good set
5: of boots.
8: We are now at war in Europe. We need to move to a war footing. We are involved in that. We've mobilized our.
2: <laughs> They're <meeting> now. <laughs> oh, well, I, w- I would just say, uh, well, b- bravo, Papi Putin. Brilliant, brilliant chess moves.
8: Current processes, we're gifting equipment. We need to face Russia directly and recon- rather than leaving Ukraine to do all the work. We are now at
2: uh so that one oh sh i always do that and uh what did we have next yeah so channel four channel four the uh the bastion of actually socialist left left leaning i <laughs> would what i would consider that you know more that more the anti war end of the spectrum and here we have, right, two dickheads. who are gonna we're gonna tell the Channel Four audience how Western tanks will change the war. <laughs> That's a long clip. I might just, uh, and you know, are they speaking to a? Uh, Major from a tank division to uh, you know get the get the real details, you know, like I speak to armchair warlord, try to understand the nuts and bolts of what's going on on the ground. No, let's let's see who he's talking to. This fucking diversity hireling to uh, tick off the ESG scores on the Channel 4's diversity list. Well, they were pushing it long before g scores came out.
1: They were the worst.
2: I hope Matt they Fry, go first.
1: Europe editor Today we're gonna to talk about what's going on in Ukraine and the whole debate around tanks. Why it's taken so long to get them to-
2: Oh, the debate around
1: tanks. What the fuck? What in the
7: actual
2: fuck? This dude that he's talking to is a guy called Matt Fry. He's like a he's like a I don't know, like, not, I guess sort of politics commentator for newspapers. But this is who they bring on to say how the uh, battlefield is going to be shaped by dragging Britain into the war, not just dragging NATO into the war, the 150 so tanks that they're going to manage to cobble together.
1: (laughs) Do me a fucking favour. To Ukraine and what difference they'll make. What are you going to tell me? I'm going to tell you that This is a war that will be decided by two things, the motivation of the people fighting and what they fight with. And so far, the Ukrainians have been motivated right from the start to repel the Russian invader, but they've not always had the right kit to do that with. And so we have basically incrementally, sometimes begrudgingly, given them what they want. And the latest installment of that is to give them the tanks that they've asked, the good tanks, mainly German tanks, but also British and American, they've asked for for months. They're finally getting them. The question is, do they get them quickly enough to make a big difference in what we all think will be a spring offensive by the Russians? So Matt, before we sort of get, pardon the pun, tanked up on Tank Talk, I want to sort of remind
7: everyone about where we are. What are these
2: people on, man? They are so detached from reality. I I, I don't have words even to describe it. Fictive reality just doesn't encompass it anymore. They're, they're, They're drunk. Drunk on their diversity woke driven mendacity where they they suddenly think that they can they can kind of charging in and suddenly why well,
7: get the boys up for a fight
1: huh uh, in terms of the state of the war because we've seen the sort of ebb and flow in the past year russia on the offensive then the ukrainian counter-offensive i mean where are we now are essentially we're stuck in a stalemate? we're in the, the western front you know 1916 essentially not I mean, you think?
2: I'm not so sure about that, bro. <laughs> not in an age with uh, precision-guided munitions. Sorry, sorry, and area denial, and everything else that they can throw out there. And you know what? I think the Russians have actually shown that they're they're pretty good at it. And you know what? What they're fighting has been the preparations of NATO for the past seven, or eight years, training a full army, probably more troops than Britain has in its army. Put them out there in heavily fortified positions, urban fighting.
0: Wait. This is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles, everything has been hitting here. These
7: people,
2: these people think that they're they're just gonna gin up the public i, I like if Britain is so fucking gullible this time that they, they think that they're gonna be um waving the waving the troops off like I remember it when 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 give the argentinians a good kick in just uh, crystal shamer good to see you. long time no see um yeah. Hypersonic precision guided munitions—the fact they create radar-absorbing plasma, right—that <laughs> literally, literally wiped out the staging ground for the NATO troops in Lviv. Was it right at the start of the war? Boom! boom. <laughs> they didn't know what hit them. They didn't know what hit them. And you know what? That was that was Russia playing pretty kindly, I think. And you know, Russia made a mistake in thinking that they would, um, you know, get to negotiating tables that they would have good faith um, partners in, uh, in diplomatic dealings. When no, what what we know has happened is that we're we're dealing with this out of control defense infrastructure that's uh, a a cancerous outgrowth of, I guess, the DoD from the UK and the US that's looking for something to do after the the 9/11 years speaking of which I'll be uh, speaking to Richard Gage uh 6 p.m. Saturday uh pacific standard time I hope I don't sleep through that uh that particular interview I want to I'm motivated to do that one because I look we we're in a it's long, one, continuous. a <laughs> Great game, I guess. I guess some things never change. Just send more leopard tanks. Yeah, that's right. That'll fix it. Right? But look, th- these two cranes, right? It's sort of summarised a little bit in a, in this. I'm not going to... It's just here. The forecast. <laughs> they even give it, like, woke woke graphics and uh, not, to, not to be... Uh... Not to be too offensive to uh, gender sensitives, the the forecast for sending in sending in main battle tanks into European theatre of war in the 21st century.
1: Let's briefly look at why Germany's decision to send tanks to Ukraine is so crucial for the Ukrainian military in fighting this war. President Zelensky has repeatedly said that Kiev urgently needs heavier weapons.
2: Kiev, Kiev. Right, you know, they've had the little memos go round and say, oh God, but it's not Kiev anymore. We have to say Kiev. Kiev. It's
1: Kiev. When I were a lad, it'll bloody well stay Kiev. Weapons to push the Russians back, as they currently rely on old Soviet era tanks. Berlin is the primary producer of modern heavy tanks in Europe, most notably the Leopard 2, considered one of the best performing tanks ever to have been produced. Germany also holds the export licenses for all Leopard 2 tanks owned by other European countries. So any nation wanting to supply Ukraine with its own fleet of Leopards needs permission from Berlin. So, Germany's decision to now send its own tanks to Ukraine means others like Poland, Spain, Finland, the Netherlands, and Norway can now also release their Leopard 2s to Kyiv. Russian damage. German tanks. are going to war
2: against Russia again.
0: I couldn't make it up.
2: God, I hope they get fucking schwacked us. Oh, God. God damn them, for what they've done.
1: There were countries like Poland who have been calling for this for ages What is it about Poland and those countries, you know, especially the Baltic states That is so divided with Germany in terms of saying This isn't an issue which we need to debate you No, know, fuck these Fuck these assholes, right Let's just, uh, listen at this Yeah Oh, Pappy Putin
2: God, give it to him, Pappy Play Not working
3: I guess I have to viewing channel.
7: Right. Oops, sorry Uh yeah, Pappy Putin is uh, the, the irony
2: of uh, German tanks coming for Russian Russian boys. It's not lost on Pappy Putin. Oh
9: shit. Сейчас, к сожалению, мы видим, что идеология нацизма уже в своём современном обличье, в современном проявлении вновь создаёт прямые угрозы безопасности нашей страны. Мы вновь вновь и вновь вынуждены давать отпор агрессии коллективного
2: А, you know, there's there's um, elements of truth to what he's saying with with respect to the arrangements we see between the, the public-private partnerships, right? It's just—it's just twenty-first-century it's just corporate wank speak for for, for fascism. Stakeholders, public-private partnerships—all sounds so friendly till you till you get to the underlying motivations.
9: Невероятно, <laughs> невероятно, uh, I
2: keep hearing uh Papi Putin's about to drop dead from Parkinson's, cancer, Alzheimer's, irritable bowel syndrome, and athlete's foot. <laughs> he looks pretty uh, pretty trim to me. He looks, looks in better shape than me. I don't think Papi Putin's Messing about He's lost a bit of weight I think he's Training hard
9: <laughs> Yeah western elites
2: Western elites Pappy Putin place. It's not me It's not me You know what Papi uh, Me and you have We've got a uh, Right now, we've got a common enemy, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, if you would uh, just be so kind as to uh, take the trash out of the U.K., and I'll happily go back and take control of my island, and uh, I'll, I'll make sure I'll make sure it behaves.
9: Паганды недружественных нам западных лет У нас много друзей Причем во всем мире В том числе и на американском континенте В Северной Америке, в Европе Но те, те кто втягивает европейские страны В том числе и Германию В новую войну с Россией
2: Nice touch uh, there uh, The communist red The star it just, We just need a sickle and hammer Just to really <laughs> the absurdity of it, just to just to really set it off. But go on, Pappy. Nice, uh, nice uh, set design. Far, far better than that horrible Joe Biden.
9: Oh. Uh, it
2: just looks so white. It's nice. What can
3: I say?
2: Apparently, do not understand that modern war with Russia will be completely different for them. We do not send our tanks to their borders, but we have something to respond with, and the use of armoured vehicles will not end the matter. <laughs> Yep, that, those Ukrainian defences, uh, air defences, I imagine they're looking uh, pretty, uh, pretty tattered, and we'll get, we'll get more, more
9: and more tattered over the coming weeks.
2: Well, I name it Coonland when I take it back. I just, I just couldn't out of, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's what we call blicks where I come from. Those coons.
9: Танки к их границам не посылаем. Но у нас есть чем ответить. И применением бронетехники дело не закончится. Все должны это понимать. Для тех, кто угрожает нам. Видимо, для них непонятно простая истина.
2: Now, there's some speech I can get behind. Everyone should understand this. For those who threaten us, apparently the simple truth is incomprehensible to them. All our people, all of us, grew up and absorbed the traditions of our people. Nice. Nice touch. None of this... Uh... we got, got, got to send uh, more, more armour over there for, uh, you know, those international laws we break when we want.
9: Весь наш народ, все мы поросли и с молоком матери, впитали в себя традиции нашего народа. Поколение победителей, преемственность поколений, Ценности, традиций. Все это, все это то, что отличает Россию. Делает нас.
2: Uh, generation of winners with our mothers' milk. bringing a tear to my eye. What? I'm popular today. Он this... Сильными. Oh, that was the end of the clip. But uh, yeah, the old uh, strong on the mother's milk of uh, Mother Russia. Come Stick it to him. All right, so, yeah, <laughs> Papi Putin not being pleased in that. And of course, this is in the context of, uh, oh, what was this? I'll view that in channel now. It's, it's it's uh oh yeah, of course.
1: We can't have uh front encounter the Iranian regimes, destabilizing actions in the region.
2: <laughs> Blinking. Blinking now. Of course, like a fucking lapdog is coming to aid the Jew
10: front and counter the Iranian regime's destabilizing actions in the region and beyond. I also met with opposition leader Lapid, who shares the same commitment to counter Iran. Tehran's deepening ties with Moscow and the sophisticated weaponry that they're exchanging to enable one another's aggression are among the many reasons that we raise with Israel the importance of providing support
7: for all of Ukraine's needs, humanitarian, economic and security.
2: And Israeli boots onto the ground. How about that? Do that. Send in the Israelis first. Let them lead this charge of the Light Brigade. I'll cheer that on. As it defends its people against Russia's brutal war of aggression,
8: we discussed a number of ways to advance the United States and Israel's shared security interests, just as I did yesterday in my
2: meetings with the Prime Minister, with President Herzog, and with uh, Foreign Minister Cohen. Across these discussions... <laughs> across those discussions... The Jew Always came
7: through... I made clear that America's commitment to Israel's security is unwavering, just as it has been for nearly seven.
2: 70- Maybe the goal is the destruction of Europe, finishing World War II. Um, look, I, I think that these people know that they're they're on the hook. Now look, this this might be some cue-tarded fucking psyop to let in Emperor Trump to come back in, and uh, everyone sort of wave a sigh of relief. I don't know, I don't know. But um, you know what I'm what I'm sick of is how they're sort of playing on uh, playing these games, playing the trying to play the the, the nationalist card when it suits them. When it doesn't, when it doesn't, oh no. <laughs> We want uh, we want mulatto faggots uh, filling all our uh, all our fascist corporations to make sure that they obey orders. There's, there's no more. I can listen to this, but look, they're gearing up, and um, I think I think we should listen to the words of Douglas McGregor. I'll skip a I'll skip the, I'll skip the minute, first minute or so. Um, this person speaks my language. He is in touch with reality.
10: eventually became nine or ten thousand. That eventually dropped down to three or four thousand, and then even to a thousand or, or less. And we now think that uh, the Russians, in in the way they operated in this economy of force measure in the defense, have essentially invited the Ukrainians to attack them. And uh, annihilated most of what remained of uh, the regular Ukrainian army that began the war. There are different kinds of uh, sources out there that you could check. People are checking obituaries inside Ukraine. They're looking at hospitals or people walking around in hospital wards. And it looks like the Ukrainians have lost at least 122, 125,000 killed in action. Plus, Ukrainians have 35,000 men missing in action and presumed.
2: What the fuck, man? In, uh... well, I guess we're coming up on the anniversary, right? Is it the anniversary already?
7: (laughs) 125,000! Those retards who I was just playing before, they must just
2: not understand numbers. It must be. It must be something as as simple as that. That that Common Core mass has fried their brains so much that they just can't visualize what that must look like.
10: Dead. So you're talking about over 150,000 Ukrainian soldiers killed, plus several hundred thousand casualties. The hospitals are bursting at the seams with the wounded. So the Ukrainian armed forces are in a lot of trouble. At the same time, the Russians began a series of strikes on uh, every other day, every three days, every four days, whatever they thought was necessary. And contrary to uh, what the West seemed to think, or what was at least said publicly, they did not run out of missiles, rockets, and artillery, ammunition, or anything else.
3: Wait,
2: wait, that's just too much of a, uh, a tee-up.
10: This is a war zone.
0: This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombardment, rockets, missiles, everything has been hitting here.
2: DJ says, those missing 30k are dead too. <laughs> He's just... You just count vaporized or completely buried bodies from bombs. Yeah, it's 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 stunning. And like I say, I would I would give this warning. I guess, right? When you're clicking through that warp porn, okay, it's taking a little bit of your soul each time, right? And but but I would I would say try try to find. Some footage where you can get some sort of aerial view of the of the battlegrounds that have taken place. I mean, and in, in an age of laser rangefinders and you could be you could be pretty sure that the hundreds of thousands of shells that you see dotting in the landscape probably has a body in it or two. Or ten they began to systematically reduce
10: the infrastructure in Ukraine that could be used against them. Communications, uh, transportation, ammunition, storage areas, command and control targets and so forth. Meanwhile, this massive mobilization that you mentioned has been largely completed, although I still continue to get reports of mobilization beyond the 300,000 that is being carried out very quietly, but nevertheless is real. So there are different estimates on how many forces are now arrayed around the uh, on the periphery of Ukraine. But we can say with some uh, accuracy, it's over six hundred thousand, probably closer to six fifty. Uh, we don't know how much we should include that sits inside russia in simply in support in terms of uh transportation logistical infrastructure. The Russians have definitely committed to total war or or nearly total war and the Ukraine...
2: <laughs> Why didn't they give me someone I know there's a few people that sort of watch this stream and um you I'd know, like to uh sort of come from the the other side of the aisle. for a euphemism i guess why wouldn't russia go all out now (laughs) i would would. can't unring that bell no no and you're right epi don't watch it if you don't like i i know it's bad for you right but i do scroll through channels try to keep on top of it it's unfair just to rock up on armchair warlord and say could you watch all that for me please and uh, report back that's just wrong in this particular instance particularly as i would sit here and uh, shake the cup remember folks it's friday saturday now for me but uh it's money for tax evading blicks today uh please 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 send it his way
10: Ukrainians, at the same time, are now essentially being bled to death and at an absolute low point, which is why you see this mad rush in the West to somehow or another make up for the tremendous human and material losses that the Ukrainians have taken. And that's the the genesis of these uh, armaments and and platform packages that you've been hearing about over the last several weeks. The problem with most of these packages, by the way, is in many cases, the, the bulk of the promised equipment and certainly the bulk of munitions will not arrive at any time to make a difference to the Ukrainians over the next six months it takes uh, many many months to build and deliver many of the missiles that are used the the amaran missile amaran that is produced by raytheon from the time you place an order until the missile arrives takes 32
7: months that's a very long look
2: i'm pretty sure the us has got a pretty hefty stockpile of those but i would imagine the uh how would you say the uh, the the bureaucracy of the military is probably looking at each other right now saying hey, we're going to need those <laughs> well, we're going we're to send them to ukrainians to uh, pawn on black markets and uh, irritate ivan with even more
10: long time for substantial numbers of amram missiles to arrive for use by either NASAMS, the national uh air defense system that we built and that you also build in, in uh, norway is a very excellent system we just don't have that many missiles and they're very difficult to build and very difficult to build quickly that's the tip of the iceberg i think the ukrainians have gone through several years of javelin production and there too we have a long wait for any more javelins when it comes to these expensive munitions like excalibur there are limited quantities and once again they take time to produce all of it's very expensive it's very time consuming and then of course you have the tank nonsense uh you know got to send ukrainians tanks.
2: yeah a man after me own art this tank nonsense
10: get to the point
2: tell them what it's like truth bombs
10: that's when at least in theory they still have over a thousand tanks at their disposal most of which are former soviet tanks having lost several thousand <laughs> we
7: <laughs> T <Touché>, centipede <laughs> I'm not gonna
2: try to pronounce it but uh Yeah, am I uh Oh, I thought you were gonna put me in some with uh Papi Putin, um those uh those flags you put up there can, uh, can burn. Let me burn
10: admit that, but they still have over a thousand tanks supposedly in their inventory. How anyone thinks that 14 Challenger tanks or 14 Leopard tanks or 14 M1s will make any damn difference is beyond my imagination. When you talk about 14 tanks, assuming that you can move them hundreds of kilometers to the front and then sustain them by moving repair parts and then bringing back equipment to be repaired, probably in Poland or
2: Germany. Don't worry, that Leopard, it's only 50 tons. Jack jack that up. No problem. Change out a wheel even do it whilst it's moving
10: this sort of thing just doesn't doesn't add up to much and i think privately i'm getting the feeling that uh, people in washington have concluded that ukraine is very definitely going to lose this war <clears throat> i don't think that's really open for debate any longer uh-huh. and so you have the public face that says oh no we're going to fight to the last ukrainian and we're going to provide everything we can because we have to or bloodthirsty evil russia will overrun europe which of course is nonsense but at the same time you have uh, the feeling that in Washington, we've got to get the most out of our investment in this Ukraine proxy war. And you do that by postponing an end to the conflict. You drag it out and drag it out and drag it out, which, of course, means you know millions of people who've already been displaced and millions inside Ukraine, their lives are destroyed, more dead, more wounded. And Ukraine as a state is probably going to be reduced to ruins. But that seems to be the strategy or the goal of the current strategy, if you want to call it that. Now, you mentioned attrition and yes attrition plays a role in every war Uh, it's it's not something that you opt for all the time or you look for but there's the aspect of attrition is always there and attrition is balanced by maneuver but maneuver only works if you can control the airspace you can protect your forces on the ground those are things that
2: ukrainians just wait just wait till russia gains air superiority over the region it's coming I mean they can't at the moment because of course the, the you know the S300 and here it's a, a capable munition um, why why waste the planes at the moment send in the prisoners they
10: are having enormous difficulty doing and you have an enormous overmatch in terms of artillery systems rockets missiles hard shell ammunition on the russian side right this is a war zone.
0: This is The Russians a are now capable excite. of firing and up battle, to roughly. Air bombard, rockets, missiles,
10: everything has been hitting here. 60,000 rounds a day. And the Ukrainians are lucky if they can get uh, six to 7,000 rounds uh, out there in response to the Russian artillery attacks. And it looks like about 75% of all the casualties and dead that the Ukrainians have taken to this point are the result of strikes by artillery systems, tactical ballistic missiles, cruise missiles, rocket artillery systems. So this is a very grim assessment and you would hope that someone cared enough about ukraine to try to find a way to
1: yeah yeah
2: you know sometimes the adults have got to step in and you know pull pull the uh, protagonists apart but i think it might have gone uh, too far for that now <laughs> what's what's russia gotta lose what does Russia have to lose? They may as well just officially just take Ukraine, get their old borders back. Why? Why even let the Polish have the bit that they want back? Because all that will do is allow the uh, NATO forces to infiltrate in into the region.
10: To bring this to an end, but the outrageous demands, unrealistic goals from the very beginning that are designed to both humiliate and destroy Russia are simply unattainable. But no one will publicly admit that, least of all Washington.
2: Well, from- Yeah, and look, I, I, do we have to, I'm not gonna play all of it. Um, I'll put the link for this uh, in the chat.
7: And uh, do that, and do that. <laughs> evading bleak, is out of his stupor. Uh all right. Uh but, but but is there
2: satellite imagery available for Ukraine? Uh you know the person to ask is uh tax evading Blick. <laughs> He's very good at that, um uh, OSINT stuff. Yes, there is um satellite imagery available and um uh, uh you know what I'll call him.
7: <laughs> See what he has to say. Yo dude. Good day. are you?
2: Glad you're out of uh, your drunken stupor. Um, quick question, actually, just came up in the chat. Uh, what about some up-to-date OSINT
11: satellite imagery? Could you um, look? I could certainly do that, but I was. Always literally going upstairs to get some coffee and some breakfast because it's 4.30 a.m. That's a day. i my return shortly. I'll be happy to um, do such things. Nice. Um, nice. Look at, if you look at what that Bellingcat group is doing, now they're um, anti-Russia. Uh-huh. But they've been doing some very interesting stuff. Um, they basically worked out who the all the engineers were involved in the more advanced Russian um, missile production. Um, and if you go to their site, actually, I'll, I'll find this article. I think you'll find this interesting. The, oops, every time. Yeah. Um.
2: i it. Wait one second, folks! Some uh, real time pivoting right here, and uh, yeah. uh, this would uh, and funds is asking, "Who is this?" This is tax evading Blick. I'm a phoenix.
0: But, but you, Blick.
11: <laughs> <laughs> I was. No, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh Articles. Here we go.
2: All right. um While you do that, let me just see what else I had lined up. I don't. Know. I might have. I might have finished the uh, war section. Oh no, more for Russia. Oh, this was live. This was live. Hang on. Why, why did I put this? Oh yeah. So Russia now, as I was getting ready, is accusing.
3: <laughs> it's accusing Russia.
2: Uh, so Russia is accusing the U.S. and Britain now. Straight up, you blew up our pipeline. It's just
11: so. Limited. Sorry to interrupt. Um, um, but my time is limited. I'm about to go get some coffee. All right. Um, the League I sent you has a number of things. Um, for example, they've they've done a teardown of like the rush, like you know how um, all those missiles that they lob over, some of them actually land intact, um, yeah. and they can reverse engineer them and so forth. So there's a teardown of that. Um, what else is there? Um, yeah, there's a whole heap of fucking interesting stuff there. I'll be back shortly.
2: Um, five kilometres of destruction. Let's have a look at that. All right. All right. See you, yeah, cheers, bro. Uh da, 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 da. uh right. Is this Russian casualties? Using satellite imagery from Planet. Bellingcat located the remains of the convoy scoured along the highway. Uh Image slider. Yeah, what are we looking at? Sentinel two. Um, yeah, I mean this is the type of imagery that Simon's good at. And uh he can go and put layers and stuff. I mean I don't know what we're looking at here. Um they don't look like military vehicles to me. Um boom. And uh what's this? Uh Donbass doubles the search for Gherkin Platinsky's cover identities. Ah uh, getting a bit bit into the weeds. We just uh uh, I do I, I, I haven't prepped any of this. This is just me uh, pivoting. And uh, of course, yeah, so I, I just wanted to play this quickly because, um, yeah, <laughs> things are eating up.
6: accusation and several other claims that he made in the course of that interview. He said the West is lying about Russia's refusal to negotiate with Ukraine, but he said nothing about vacating any of the territories of Ukraine that... Russian forces still occupy. its uh, reports also that Russia is massing troops in preparation for a new offensive.
9: We also А это не только военно-биологические программы Соединённых Штатов, от которых они пытаются открещиваться, врут, как всегда. И это не только прямое участие Соединённых Штатов в взрывах северных потоков. Сейчас уже госпожа Нуланд, по сути, явку с повинной осуществила. Так что многое о чём нужно вспомнить и показать, какими методами
6: Several reports suggest that Russia has been gaining some ground in the east and particularly around Bakhmut, with some commentators suggesting that Bakhmut has been surrounded already. So the hostilities really are picking up, they're heading towards a more serious confrontation now, and these new accusations about the pipeline are only adding to the political heat building up. Russian Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov has blamed the United States for the Nord Stream explosions in September of last year. He said this uh, in an interview to a Russian a state a TV channel, without offering any evidence for that claim. Earlier, President Putin had said that the British were responsible for the Nord Stream blasts. Again, he offered no evidence, and that is an accusation that the British government denied. The pipelines were severely damaged in those explosions under the Baltic Sea. A good deal of uncertainty has clouded those explosions about exactly what happened and who was responsible. We know that a U.S. aircraft was seen circling the area very soon after the blasts. Washington said that the plane was on a routine mission. In turn, the Russians have been accused of destroying the pipeline, and that's a claim that. Russia has called stupid and absurd. But clearly uh, this was no accident, and we have independent investigations from the Danes and the Swedes that have concluded that it was an act of sabotage that blew up those pipelines. Now Lavrov's claim that the U.S. is behind this uh, attack, this act of sabotage, comes amidst a great deal of political accusation and several other claims that he made in the course of that interview. He said the West is lying about...
2: You know what, I'm just... Uh, I'm just digging all the whiteness of Russia <laughs> we fucking get up here, trying to push... Uh, push Western prop. It was the Russians who blew it up. Rockets and missiles. Jesus. Um, I don't know how that story is playing out. It was breaking as I was getting ready, but um, in I've got a uh, yes, the biowarfare. Yes, this is this is why I think this situation is so serious because we've dropped into Russia's lab the, the, all the Casus Belli that they could ever need in any any balance court. Right, and I think in the I think in the eyes of uh, eyes of Allah, Allah Akbar, they can say, "Look, man, we got the receipts." And um, I don't know. I want to I want to get to. Uh, maybe I should look at this because this this is like we know about all, all the labs. This is kind of new. Um, and this is reagents. Reagents for what the Russians are calling chemical and uh, pharmaceutical supplies, like, um, should we say? Stuff that would be stretching the boundaries. And I I don't, it's not a very good uh, translation when I, what
7: happens if I translate to English?
2: Let's do this. Uh, So new recordings from the American laboratory in the city of Rebezhnev, of, oh I say that in the LPR Bropa now it's Poland as I understand it. Activists handed over to the International Social Coalition <laughs> just getting rings of uh, Second World War <laughs> against the proliferation of biological weapons IOK PRBO, video materials and photos from the bio laboratory in the city of Rubezhnov, in the LPR drugs and preparations show the active work of American military biologists who worked on various dual-use research programs. Now look, (laughs) we're probably really straying into uh, agitprop territory here, but um, I think it's worth uh, looking at. Um, Experimental drugs that were used on military personnel of the Ukrainian armed forces and civilians were also found. Uh, other photos and recordings uh, on the Anti Lab channel. Okay, so let's just see what we have here. Play so fume hood of some form. Difficult to tell. Nasal sprays. Ah, I wonder if that's that uh, spray uh, spray morphine that they were on about. What do we have here? IPCA Laboratories Limited. Nifedipin. Oxybutonate. oxabutinate nifedipin. What would that be? Nifedipin.
7: Let me just check. Anybody know, real quick? uh
2: high blood pressure medication (laughs) okay um something that you probably do want when uh you're bleeding out Um,
7: a pain um (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh to two tutu two, two, dimethyl tetrahydrofuro mycene whatever man um hyderabad coming from india uh maybe some intermediate that they use um could even be a intermediate for something like uh I, mean, I don't know, this looks more like a standard uh, drug laboratory to me. Yeah. I don't know. Anyone read the Russian? It's probably just, probably just cooking up meth. Need that pervertin on the front lines. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, all right, so let me just do this, and uh, do this, and then we'll move on. And uh, I want to say thank you to... This uh, is much, much appreciated. You can have a... Uh, wow, this seems apropos. Well, boys, I reckon this is it.
0: Nuclear combat, toe-to-toe with the Ruskies.
11: Do do
2: do 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 yeah. uh, it's uh World War. Alright, so uh where was that? I was gonna read this. Right, so fully translated text of the briefing of the Ministry of Defence, the Russian Federation on the analysis of documents related to military biological activities in the United States made on January 30th, 2023. Now um it's quite a lengthy um thread. Um what i will let's let's just see if we can dip in randomly let's uh, see i see ditch were mentioned here uh, let's see. The active actions of the Russian Ministry of Defence managed to stop the implementation of military biological programs on the territory of Ukraine. In this regard, the Pentagon is actively transfer- transferring unfinished research within the framework of Ukrainian projects to the states of Central Asia and Eastern Europe. At the same time, cooperation with the countries of Africa and the Asia-Pacific region, Kenya, Singapore and Thailand is being increased. Under pressure from the world community, Washington is changing approaches to organising military biological activities, shifting the functions of the customer to pure civilian departments, the Ministry of Health, the Ministry of Energy, the Agency for International Development. This will allow the U.S. administration to avoid criticism on international platforms and take uh, the Defense Department and DITRA out of harm's way. Uh, Yeah, very likely as part of the measures to curtail military biological activities in ukraine united states is actively using the material base of chemical pharmacological enterprises in poland and the baltic states oh like we just saw in addition equipment has been delivered from ukrainian territory financing imposed by collective west forces the states of the post-soviet space to hide the true nature of the work being done, thus the European Union is actively promoting the initiative to deploy a network of centres of excellence in the field of MBC protection, which provides for the deployment of EU-funded biological laboratories on the territory of the former USSR. Potential partners are urged to, quote, do not advertise this initiative due to its extreme sensitivity for the Russian Federation. For <laughs> <laughs> <What> a joke. <laughs> Uh, At the same time, it is emphasised that the states of Central Asia, quote, are already benefiting from technical cooperation with the European Union. Um, Starting from the 50s of the last century with the leading role of the US Navy, military biological laboratories were created in Africa, Central and South America and Southeast Asia. Their main goal was to collect pathogens and of especially dangerous infections and to identify the level of morbidity of the local population. Oh, it's all sounding very familiar, right? <laughs> Metabiota. Um Tishbite put a link in uh, the the Discord earlier where it was uh, Nathan Wolf. And I want to say it was a BBC documentary, something like that. And at the end um you, you know it's showing nathan wolf's little uh, nest in san francisco and the, at the end they're happily uh, advertising that they're being sponsored by uh DOD and i think the what was there was a corporation or institute i didn't recognize it was called Skoll. um what is the source this is from the ministry of defense of russia um let's see uh let's see was laying bricks for new second hand greenhouse almost ready for the food shortages uh yeah, please get ready uh please get ready. I've literally got a square <laughs> I like, get uh, one metre by two meters um, I suppose I could tear up where the kid's trampoline is, <laughs> Plant veggies um uh, let's see what's that. Um watch the Jude and Peterson, it's the best. Uh well where he's, he's calling to for to go to war with Iran. What is Peterson thinking? I guess it I guess it just goes to show that, you know, when you're not independent, you're taking money from individuals that you'll do anything, right? Scott Adams discussed MetaBio just this morning. The info is getting out. Great. I'm glad. You know, um, three years hard work. and <laughs> I I I'm coasting in on the on the uh, end of this wave. There are people that put in a lot more work tracking out who these organizations were. And again, to reiterate, it, 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 they're telling you today, the Western sources are telling you, you're at war. They, you know, they've snuck it up on you. And, and biowarfare is a big factor in this war. You've got to get it through your head. I don't know how many times I've got to tell you. How many, origin stories, um, techniques, etc. That's gone. You, you, it's a dead argument. It's wasted energy. Right now, you need to be focusing on getting yourself ready for what could potentially be a painful shock to the system. That's that would be my advice, and you know I really wish that I had um, more more constructive advice. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not sure what global conflagration plays out like in the twenty first century. I really don't. And you know I think there's the the military. Wins, I think, in the U.S. are oh, you know, <laughs> are we fucked up in Europe. <laughs> Let it burn for a bit and uh, concentrate on China, maybe. But um, like I say, we're in a, a, a very dynamic environment right now, and you know, I'm I'm not a military person, so why I, you know what? So I try to hang around with military type dudes in my network because at least at least they're switched on enough to uh, you know they get it. And grow food almost anywhere look yeah i've got a f- flat leaking roof I could grow stuff up there grab grow bags i, I guess um the uh it's it's almost like'm i kinda hoping we've got another year i've got i've got rice and spam for six months. we can eke out on that and uh you know. I live kind of in the countryside, and yeah, I'm just sure I can uh, swipe a few cabbages. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. What was I doing? This and uh, this. So, um, my godfather grows lettuce and stuff in rain gutters that are screwed into wooden fences. It's all decorated, so it doesn't look as trash as it sounds. <laughs> can't get much trash (laughs) more trash than my backyard Uh, anyway uh thank yeah if if part of my job is just helping you keep sane in the this lead up but you know i i I guess i seem suited for that role and you know have a (laughs) just break down break down the insanity little bit into bite-sized chunks (laughs) take a honk pill with it what I started a Hoogle Coulter two years ago Hoogle Coulter Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean It's the uh, the raised beds, right, with the wood Wow, I've worked in off you know uh, many, many years ago Samurai sword um, No, I reckon I can uh, fashion one of those up with a <laughs> bit of steel bar and a uh, grinder <laughs> World War III happens, we're all dead anyway. Now, I don't think we're all dead. Um, you will get through. Some will get through. Life finds a way. The, the thing you've got to do is like the the way that those people are. You don't you don't think that they haven't been uh, loading the decks and the dice in their favour in the lead up to this? Well, we should do the same. And you know, for those people, their their loss of um, I don't know their material riches that they cover um will be very, very painful for them. Yeah, <laughs> so much so that they <laughs> call for war. More war <laughs> well, look, you've got two grand to uh to spare. Think of uh, that's a that's a lot of uh, L S D
7: though, bro. <laughs> Jesus. only Prep has been helping local farmers and building rapport with them, so I can have fresh meat. Uh, I need meat,
2: eggs, uh, meat and eggs. Screw rice. But look, man, if you've got kids, you got you got to fill them up somehow. <laughs> look, sitting around saying, "Oh, I'm going to be uh, keeping my uh, keto diet in the, uh, in the coming conflagration." That's a real world, first world view of uh, looking at this problem. I think when people get hungry, they'll eat anything. <laughs> Including each other. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I pissed away 40k and went to tennis. Jesus. Wait. Oh, it's all Russia today. Russia produces first batch of nuclear-armed Poseidon torpedo drones capable of wiping out entire coastlines with radioactive tsunamis as Putin cronies call for Britain to be demolished from the face of the earth. Um look <laughs> you know if if it comes to it i'm gonna, I'm gonna sit there and if i'm not uh drowning in radioactive tsunami either i'll i'm gonna sit there look the the u k uh, being swept away with radioactive tsunami that'd be painful for me. I have loved ones there. And um, friends, family, that kind of thing that I really miss. Um, You know what? I'll be sitting there thinking, shit, you know what? Uh, Britain kind of fucked about and found out, in a way. (laughs) The UK UK can do all sorts of uh, fucked up things in response, I'm pretty sure. But, you know... (laughs) And cry havoc, unleash the, uh, the hounds of war. All right. Uh, the, uh, the funds for, uh, tax evading Blick. Yeah. Mm. And they're low. Well, he deserves it today. All right. To add another telegram tab. Jesus. Come on. Oh, it's the. All right. Um, this was interesting. Uh, Someone dropped this into Twitter, tagged me with it. New insights into how dual electronic cigarettes, aerosol, and aerosol constituents affect SARS-CoV-2 infection of human bronchial epithelial cells. So, it may just be that smoking vape um, sets you up for... SARS infection, no need to uh, place uh, infective clones into those vapes. Maybe maybe just the uh, act of vaping itself is enough to uh, make you sensitive, prone to a SARS-CoV-2 infection. It's imperative that those bodies are exhumed and analyzed and we get the data from them because that vaping illness could very well have been the early circulation of SARS. Uh Rosanna Segreto is right to scientifically stick to her guns and say that we we need that tissue and we can't trust right right now we can't trust the US to do the proper analysis. Sorry. It's it's that bad. And, you know, I I don't know, sort of of, it's equivalent of the International Atomic Agency, whatever it was. Something like that Biowarfare warfare that isn't being led by uh, types, Robert Malone's, that type of thing. Let's let's get let's get a little uh, bookend on that little hypothesis and data, especially with uh, this data. Um, I'll drop this link in the chat. Uh, important paper should be uh, should be archived. Uh, let's do this and this. No wrong channel. This. Um, but yeah, <laughs> look, I can tell you as someone who's uh, new. It's my new favorite pastime, I have to admit, and um, it's not good for you. Um, I think, uh, you know, on, on balance, nicotine mints are probably better for you than vaping in oil all day. <laughs> but I do think it's better than cigarettes. I do. And the... it's It's the scientifically rigorous thing to do is to get that data. To ignore it is to not, is to turn away from the scientific process that can help us in the current environment. It helps, it helps, I guess, sort of paint or lays the, the potential protagonists. And, you know, the nucleotide data, the um what they'll extract with sequencing would be would be important data if they got a hit. It would tell us a lot. Is that furin cleavage site in there? Fabian Fun says I like Golden uh, Virginia. Yeah, my uh, my father yeah, used to smoke two packs a day, and then uh, for the healthy choice, switch to uh, Rollies. Golden Virginia was his favourite. <laughs> I was used used to help myself. <laughs> they were just when I were a lad. We used to just buy Siggies uh, in big boxes. There were always things. I'd come down in the morning. <laughs> I could barely see my parents for the cigarette smoke. It used to smoke in the cars, no seatbelts on. It was great. um it's it's very Moorish, this thing i i find i'm sucking on it a lot now uh, this is just uh, my user experience um i found that the 10% vape was too uh too strong it would give me it would trigger like acid reflux and that type of thing the 5% like i can feel that i'm uh, how should we say uh, dry from from <laughs> smoking f- non-stop for, for smoking vaping for 12 hours <laughs> vaping dehydrates you it's not oil um, 30 quid for 50 grams now <laughs>
12: <laughs> sad true. <laughs>
7: those bastards
2: 5% is almost just right yeah look I, I, I find it um, sort of I don't know, man. Like you're either a fan of nicotine or you're not, and I—I I, I am. I'm afraid. If you wouldn't see me before, but I would always, um, I would always have mints, and you know, I had to have a period where I—I I had to stop nicotine mints because when my father passed away, <laughs> my mom was like, "I can't afford to keep sending you mints." <laughs> he sucked mints right up to the end. And he just, he refused oxygen, everything, right? Nothing. Nothing. Just the, just various other treatments for other ailments, right? But for the COPD, diagnosed 10 years and went out, went out standing on his feet. And um, just went down like that. Heart give out. And, um, you know, he was a hard man. What can I say? Uh, I found a kit to make your own juice. It's about a quarter of the pro- Oh, tell me more! Tell me more! It is expensive considering how much I'm going through. Uh, these help keep the doctor away. No vape for me. Um, 150. Yeah, I can't. I can't have um any sort of psychoactives here bro (laughs) Ah, that's that's instant five years in prison for me it's just not worth it
7: all right um so yeah i
2: look i'm not gonna get into the data or anything but um i've read through it it's quite interesting paper and you know what's the mechanism of action so you see an upregulation of ace2 receptors interesting. So, moving on. <laughs> this is funny. Well, no, it's not funny. It's, it's dark. But now, um, there's a ministerial job open. Uh, it's part, part of the NHS. Now, just the language in this, you've got, to, you've got to understand when they're changing the language, so that they're moving you towards a particular desired outcome. And I made a point of trying to relay in the last stream that I did, the one before with Chris, where they're talking about, and it's you know it's Doc Keck that sort of really nailed this one down, where they talk about countermeasures. Because they're using countermeasures, your right to informed consent doesn't exist, not in the US, certainly not in the UK, and it's the language of warfare, biological warfare. And so you need to you need to pick up on these little details as they feed you the propaganda. It's not all just CNN news. It's you know you got to find this kind of stuff out there. These little these little gems, if you like. The vaccines and. Countermeasures Response Department is part of the National Infection Service Directorate. That doesn't sound Orwellian at all. It is concerned with the procurement and supply of vaccines for the immunisation programme and the national stockpiles, vaccine agreements and storage and distribution requirements for pandemic flu preparedness and emergency response planning. This includes the budget management and financial accounting in relation to these arrangements. The vaccine operations team deals with all aspects of the procurement and distribution of vaccines, immunoglobulins, antivenoms and antitoxins for the national immunisation programme and for urgent use within the NHS across the four nations of the UK. Now, listen up folks in the UK. The role of vaccine supply operations lead is a new post to support the operations providing accurate and timely reports for a range of stakeholders during what is expected to be the UK's largest this is a, this is a new job advertisement it went up 2 days ago what what is expected to be the UK's largest vaccination program which will be delivered at pace and will be a key ministerial priority they're telling you what they're going to do. And this this new H5N1, whatever, avian flu, suddenly it's popping up in otters and seals and ferrets and bears and all manner of uh, animals that, um, <laughs> that made me raise an eyebrow. I should have, um, whose tweet was it? It might have been Linfin, Doctor Linfin. Uh, might have been her tweet, maybe. Uh, but you've, yeah, I just, you're you're in a situation. It's changing rapidly by the day. You've got to understand how these people are thinking, and in the in the halls of power, all those uh, all those lick spittles. Technocrats. They're all gearing up. And uh you, my dear citizens You ain't meant to know. <laughs> you're uh your problems for them. That's how they see it. You're a issue where it involves crowd control. Bad vibes, yeah. Um uh, yeah, thank you, Unstable Mutation. Much, much appreciate. Good timing. <laughs> Bird spills over to otters and foxes. <laughs> now, ferrets kind of make sense to me. Oh, f- fuck
7: off with your multi colt The largest ever outbreak of bird flu is spilling over into mammals, including otters and foxes
2: in the UK. Figures released to the BBC show the virus has led to the death of about 208 million birds around the world and at least 200 recorded cases in mammals. Public health bosses warn the mutation in mammals could see a jump to humans, but the risk to the public is very low. Maybe it's low, maybe it's more uh, fear-mongering, etc. But again, they've primed the battlefield right now, and if it's been released... Again, you know what? What are you going to be dealing with? Well, it's probably you know in the range of what you would see with. No, I don't know. That's that me saying that is scientifically inaccurate. What I can tell you is is that the data for the eight hundred and so human cases of this particular avian strain, um, it's fifty percent morbidity, but. That doesn't mean that if it gets human pandemic potential that it's going to maintain that that level of morbidity. It might suck. And for sure, you know, you've learned a whole bunch about, you know, what you need to be doing to optimize your body, your uh, your your mind and. Um I always think mitigate exposure. Mitigate, mitigate, mitigate and um have have the have the necessary medicines to hand. I recommend geek vapes. <laughs> <laughs> Nokinase is antiviral. Yeah, and look, um, so surprisingly, <laughs> so yeah, surprisingly I guess. Egg yolks have been shown to be antiviral. I can't remember if there was some. I didn't really pay that much attention to the article. Some antibody in there that's uh, SARS SARS binding. And yeah, what are they making hard to get? Eggs, right? Again, just you got a switch perspective and look at it just as uh, how much of this is them prepping the battlefield to come and uh, screw you over. And uh, they're looking to hoover up assets and. Uh, uh, Central P says 10 to 20 percent fatality rate is not out of realm of possibility for upcoming Gough flu vaccine. Um, yeah, look, potentially this this is how they speak. These are the numbers that they bandy about. The original SARS was sort of a 20, 30 percent mortality rate. Which members of the population are at risk most? Well, again, the elderly are going to be at risk. Our says I've been running about five miles per day. I'm ready. I'd say you're screwed, sunshine. <laughs> I have an egg every morning. I I eat a lot of eggs. I like eggs. <laughs> if you had to pick one food you could only ever eat again, <laughs> like, eggs is high up there, right? Yeah, and and this is in the context of all the food infrastructure that's being taken out in the US right now. And again, who's doing that? If, if you listen to Andrew Huff at the moment, where, you know, part of his uh, PhD was mapping and trying to quantify what these sorts of low intensity like attacks would look like. And he's coming straight out and saying it fits the pattern for that. <laughs> look, do I think Andrew is going around <laughs> with his can of petrol and lighter? Little firebug. No, I don't. There's something going on. Well, we know what's going on. A year, a year and a half ago, was conjecture. Are we in war? Does this, is this, it looks, you know, we were the first. We were the first to be naming it as a bioweapon, a biological attack. D'Avro with the uh, breakfast of champions there. Magic mushrooms with goose eggs. Nice. <laughs> Fried in foie gras. Love it. Uh, my uncle is a dentist for 25 years, PhD, ex-British Army guy, and was with me the whole way on the bullshit here. He's linked up with one politician, Matt King, who opposed things. Yeah, look, man, I know there are good people out there, right? <laughs> She'd have voted for Nick Griffin once you had the chance. Now <laughs> yeah, it's Commander Rixie. Commander <laughs> Rixie. Working? Yo. Hello? Yeah, how's it going, bro? Uh,
13: pretty good, can you hear me? Very
2: just well. about. Um, it sounds like you're wrestling with a space alien or something.
13: Uh, no, but that just means I have to. I'm driving right now, so mm. I just, just have to pull off the road.
2: <laughs> I've seen, uh, how should we say? I've seen Charles <laughs> talking, and uh, Charles do not have a headset say yeah uh, it's a feat of uh, gymnastics to be admired as the uh, what do you mean <laughs> the way you uh, maintain maintain that delicate folding uh, communications device and uh...
13: oh no i've definitely got a i've got a headset now it's oh, in. nice <laughs> no, I, I mean i've been I've been listening to you for about half an hour and uh, oh okay and, and like the H5 n one thing is very interesting Yes. Uh, the, yes. The fact that the
2: uh, oh, the we, bird we, flu we're losing, you bro, just
13: magically cr- crossed over to otters. Okay, hold on one second. Mm-mm-mm. I'm
2: trying to try to get off the road here. Yeah, uh, just be safe, bro. I can, I can I'll hold the fort whilst you uh, whilst you're pulling over. Um, but yes, as Charles was saying, um, th- this. Spe- the, the species jumps that it's making is, uh, you know, it's, it, these are signals that you have to be looking out for, and it's not like H5, whatever I've which one it is already uh, hasn't already crossed into humans, but it's tended to be people who work with with chickens. I'm I'm more thinking of it for well in the context of. Infrastructure attacks. Whether they seem to be targeting your poultry, your cheap protein, and in a in a in a environment that we've seen that they're able to pull off, um, how how are you to know that there's really the amount of bird flu going around that they say there is? Um, it's all very uh, precarious. So.
3: God.
2: <laughs> that didn't sound worrying at all, dude
13: Nah, it's all good
2: I hope you parked at least somewhat on the road You just didn't uh, just crash off the side
13: Nah, I'm... Okay, Jesus Christ Alright, we're good Okay Don't worry about that little guy
2: um do you hit something?
13: Ah, no, it was just a it was a piece of tire.
2: Oh, okay. It was
13: sitting on the side of the road.
2: Yeah, it's a feature oh. of uh, American highways. So, Thanks. so anyway. Yes, please.
5: Um
13: So yeah, yeah I mean there's so much going on. Um I'm actually driving uh well, to a magical place. Uh, to people who are working on um, holding these people accountable.
2: Um, that's. So good So I'm, I'm
13: in the middle of the mountains. Well, I left. I left the mountains where I was in Tennessee, and i somewhere else. Hmm. But, um, but yeah. So, so geez. So vaping is bad. The H1N1 flu. The fact that that is making its rounds. Uh, in otters and ferrets that i hate to be like a like so negative but something my gut tells me that that's not a good thing and that's no, not and natural it's
2: foxes as well and oh, of
13: course foxes
2: yeah I mean, this is uh, again very very it's threat assessment right we've got to do a threat assessment and right now in the current environment you know i spent the first hour and a half just what Clip after clip of well, British politicians saying we need to put boots on the ground boots on the ground um it doesn't uh, doesn't look uh good and you know the I, I it in doing what you're doing in this this uh noble quest um these uh, my <coughs> concern is these people are going to get desperate and um you know the the way that they get away is is just through causing as much chaos as possible yeah and you know maybe you know it be i think it'd be hard for them to pull the types of antics that they pulled with SARS at at the operational level with respect to hospitals institutions and the like that have to do the treatment we know what the treatments are right so then they're not going to be able to say oh you you can't take that antiviral you can't do this you can't do that so in that respect it's it's not uh, it's not such an unknown i guess compared to three years ago
13: well i think one thing we should look out for is for surprisingly large random purchases of things like tamiflu or other flu antivirals because that's the kind of shit that they're going to do that they're going to preposition mm-hmm. and pretend that you know all this is random but the fact is that so, so sar's the original sar's death rate was 10 to 12% and MERS was 30 to 37%. And but H5N1, um, the H5N1, the last time I looked, and so this might have changed the last six months or so, but, but overall, H5N1 has a 50%, 50 to 60% yeah. um, case fatality rate.
2: But and the, those, those someone, numbers are low just for people listening right now in the people who have been infected um it's right, less than right. a thousand people
13: yeah and that, and but that's but this h5n1 has been around god i want to say since 97 maybe but no, this yeah. it's not, this isn't the exact strain but mm-hmm. but they've known that h7n9 and h5n1 mm-hmm. are two highly lethal strains that if they cross over in a in a transmissible way into humans then we're toast and I, I do agree that that if it crossed over, it would lose some of that virulence. But um, but even if it was ten percent, I mean, you're talking about something that
7: oh yeah that's a yeah.
13: <laughs> nightmare. But but you're right. I, my gut almost tells me that everything that we've seen was was maybe a dry run mm. before the real
2: well i w- i would go further than that and not a dry run it was it was it's softening up it's um pre not just prepositioning but the the class switching issue for example there's something that was recent right in people's minds and maybe they had a good under- it's not like the lipid nanoparticle is a new entity right and right you know, who knows what they knew in in their back meetings. And, you know, I can look at um, this Pfizer nonsense and, you know, what what is the public being drip-fed here? Stuff we knew already, you know, very, very early on. And, you know, the next sensation we drop was, oh, we've, <laughs> it seems to have impacted the ladies somewhat. Um, this... It it feels very um, you know someone someone's looking at a you know, cracky one on the chin, right? So you gotta you just gotta be a feel the vibe in the bar, right? <laughs> rather than rather than walking straight in and uh, you know, plunking yourself down. Start barking orders at waitresses and barmen, etc. Just I don't, I don't know but, how, how else to advise people, bro. Right? Uh, well,
13: well, the good thing is that we know what the flu is and we know how it operates. Um, and we also know that the flu is not an aerosol transmissible. At least it's not, that's not how it's happening. Like it, it can, in perfect conditions, it can happen that way. But it doesn't typically work that way. And what I'll also say is, SARS and MERS were the same way, where they were not aerosol spreading.
7: Right.
13: So, yeah. the bottom line is: is if they've, is if they've realized that the addition of a furin cleavage site and a couple other little tweaks will allow certain viruses to become transmissible via aerosol, then you know what, we, to, what uh, we've just seen is something really bad
7: I,
2: I, I want to even say that the Fouchier experiment 2012 wasn't that even just adding it's quote-unquote a, a sequence of polybasic amino acids i think is that that's how i remember the paper saying it see i don't remember
13: i don't remember because i don't think it was engineering i think it was just passaging i think yeah it was did, just
2: just passaging but that, yeah just, so
13: they had ferrets in different boxes and they but they were they were connected they're they had their, tube that connected their air and they just had one that was sick and they the other one got sick and they kept doing that but you're right really what happened was it was this polybasic cleavage site created the necessary conditions so that way it could spread into the lungs and so when people hear aerosol and they think oh okay well well how does something spread the air how can you make how does a furin cleavage site make a virus be able to spread the aerosol? It's not so much, it's not that it's not spreading through aerosol before. It's more so that when you're talking about aerosol, you're you're it's gaining the ability to get into the lungs directly. And furin is highly expressed in the lungs. But the problem for most viruses is that most viruses don't get into the lungs because they're, 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 there's not enough of them inside the little droplets to, to make it past your mucosa. But, the, 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 but when once something gets into the lungs, the threshold for an infectious dose is much, much lower. So it, it's not about so much that this virus is airborne and this is not. It's about this virus, by being able to reach the lungs, Because you've lowered the amount of virions necessary to get an infectious dose, you've lowered the threshold. And so it's kind of hard to explain. It's not that the virus suddenly gained this ability to be aerosol. It's always been there. Mm. But by lowering this amount of infectious particles, especially if you can do it with a virus that produces a dry cough, which is what... SARS really is, it's that, that's really what you're doing. You're just making it much, much easier for the virus to do that. And then as the virus gets better at that, the the aspects of it that make it transmissible via fomite and droplet become less important. And so if you do this passaging enough times, and once again, this is actually a I, I don't think that unclassified um, research has discussed this. Um, so this is me kind of basing off, you know what I know about anthrax and anthrax research. Um, but re- I- I'm, I'm basically certain that, that that's what they're doing, is that they're they don't want to talk about aerosol and they don't want to think about it because that's really how this is happening. Because if you – let's say, for instance, you need 1,500 um, virions for an infected dose, and you can lower that to 25, well, then, then right off the bat, you're, you're making it much easier for people to get infected. And if the infection starts inside the lungs instead of the mucosa, and it replicates better in the lungs instead of the mucosa – then you've just created a situation where you're going to get a lot of people sick and a much higher percentage, you're going to get the pneumonia and a much higher percentage, you're going to die.
2: Well, you know, and you know what's what just what uh, just popped in the chat? Uh, well, it's, it's not John Cullen, but the, this is something that you can speak to. It's something that I wanted to. <laughs> um, yeah. I, th- I think it's, I think it sort of needs going over the, the cullen hypothesis if you like because someone's just dropped in this sure, the sure absolutely the the missing flu cases from 2020 and um 21 and um i'll use that to actually just break away a second because i know where you're going to go with it and i've funnily enough run out of uh, i brought a small carton of milk cups ran out already so Just give me a sec, bro. Tell everyone what the Cullen hypothesis is, please.
13: Okay. Uh, Well, Colin is wrong, and he's always been wrong. Um, uh, What John Cullen has argued is that the disappearance of the flu in March of 2020 is is an incorrect assumption, and what really was happening is that there was a leak of some highly pathogenic flu, that uh, got loose, and the government wanted to hide that, and so they blamed what would have been uh, attributed to this other flu as COVID. And I, and first of all, whenever I first kind of came across this last year, I pointed out to him that his that his math was all wrong because he was. He he was using the wrong data set from the CDC flu numbers to argue his case. He was using something called pneumonia and Ili, which is influenza-like illness. But influenza-like illness just means that you have, you know, like a sore throat and a fever and a cough. That's it. And that's a global WHO definition. So ILI doesn't mean anything except it's a respiratory illness of some kind. It doesn't even mean that it's a respiratory um, viral disease. It could be bacterial. And so what he's done is he's taken this volume of data that includes pneumonia from any cause, whether it be viral, bacterial, or something else, that weakens the lungs maybe in some damage and he has put all the stuff and assumed that it it is a when you take the coronavirus numbers out of it that everything else is the flu and that's incorrect in fact inside all of that all the time every year is rsv and various other pathogens and so he's wrong because the data that he should have used, simply the flu-only data. And I know this for a fact because in 2020, before I was working with Drastic, I was almost exclusively looking at this case and death data. So right there, he's wrong. Um, secondly, so just, what he believes...
2: Just to, so I can correctly summarize it in my mind. He's mixing, okay. he's mixing up the... So what's counted as... Um, flu, pneumonia and influenza like cases. Right. And um there is a known quantity of detected flu within that pneumonia signal, right? Correct. So let's say it's fifty thousand. Ten thousand is definitive flu for that season. And then the rest yeah. is uh other other coronaviruses and bacteria, right?
13: And so, and, and we've known this because, and this is, this is a very key thing right here. There are four. There are, prior to the pandemic, there were four um, endemic human coronaviruses that basically were in circulation with what we would call the common cold. So there was RSV, but then there was the four human coronaviruses: two twenty-nine, NL sixty-three. HKU1, and I I can't remember the other one. But two of those four have a furin cleavage site. And two of those four, those same two, are the ones that can cause pneumonia. So think about that.
5: Interesting.
13: They know that the furin cleavage site is critical for um, like sparking pneumonia in the lungs. They know this. So this idea, this notion that they're trying to argue that they don't understand the connection between those two things is ridiculous. And they have known that's exactly what happened with um, with Kawaoka and with um, Fauci's experiments in 2011 and 2012. They did experiments that produced this pathogen that could spread the aerosol and Once it crosses that threshold into being able to spread via aerosol, not only can it spread via aerosol, which makes it more transmissible and makes it makes it last in, in the air for much longer and everything, but once you get it, it's more dangerous for you. And this is what happened with this is part of what happened with Delta, because the Delta variant was it was slightly less deadly pound for pound in the alpha variant and in the, in the, in the beta variants, but, but it was, the virus had evolved to produce, to become more fecund, to, to produce a thousand times more variants. And so once that happens, let's say you get, it's weaker than uh, alpha, but you get a dose that's a hundred times or a thousand times more well, it's still going to go into the lungs, and I know, like, in my heart of hearts, like to me, it's just so obvious that that's what happened. Our uh, maid of honor when she died, like, what happened? First, her husband got sick, and her husband was an an active duty Air Force, or sorry, an active duty seaman in the Navy, and and he got sick. And he eventually got sick enough that he was in the hospital, but not like on a ventilator or anything. And he was 30 years old and his wife was 26. But, but prior to going into the hospital, she had been sick for a week at home because she went to the doctor. They both went to the doctor and they said, okay, well, not much we can do. Just go ahead and go back home. And they went back and, and after a week, they went back to the hospital and she was so sick that she had to be admitted. And of course, within 24 hours, they'd put her in a ventilator. And within 24 hours, she'd been put on dialysis. And then a week later, she was dead. So, but, but the reason that was able to happen, I believe, is because she had received a high dose in the lungs. And so she ended up with pneumonia. And so once again, this is a, This is a process that they are very well, they've understood for a very long time. And so, if you have something that's highly virulent, like H5N1, and then you make that to where you evolve it to the point where it can transmit the aerosol, then you've created the perfect biological weapon. Because just like anthrax, anthrax became, when it says weaponized, what they mean is it was. It was mixed in with with um, little particles that made it be able to be it was aerosolized, so these particles would float in the air. And but the ultimate dream for any lethal bioweapon would be able to do the same thing with viruses, but but you can't but to but to be able to do it where it naturally had that ability, because then it's a transmissible biological weapon. And anthrax, anthrax, isn't transmissible to other humans. I mean, like you, as long as you're not near the spores, like you can be treating somebody and you're not going to get sick. So that's,
7: I think so that, that all true? of this is centered around that.
2: What do you mean? I mean like uh, like open wounds and like nicks on your skin and stuff like that. You know.
13: Well, yeah. So I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to rub your body up against theirs, but right. it's not. It's not, it's not transmissible in the way that um, that yeah. everybody thinks it is. the pro- The problem is that it, the spores are so stable in the environment, but what, but they don't reproduce. It's hard to explain, but but except in, it's basically considered a non-transmissible ailment.
2: And I just, I, I just want to address something in the chat before it turns sure. away. Um Fame and funds. Um, as far as I'm aware, correct me if I'm wrong, Charles, but Rem was involved in the equation as well. Correct. Remdesivir with what? Uh, your maid of honor. She. Was uh, yes. Tri- yeah.
13: Correct. So they did a lot of things wrong with her. Like mm. they didn't give her a Regeneron, which they could have done. Like what would have saved her life is probably get, giving her a Regeneron the first time she went to the hospital. I have no doubt that that would have saved her life. Um But yes, they did everything they possibly could to to not save her life, including room desir.
2: Wow. And the husband, the husband did get it right, if I recall.
13: I don't. I, I would have to go back and ask him. Um I think at the moment, I think he's still in the military, but he, I know, I'm pretty sure he's on his way out. I know he was. He was just disgusted after that. I mean, he was heartbroken. Um i mean he's gone through a rough time i'll just yeah. say that
2: no shit i mean
13: and i probably I, mean, I promised him you know after a funeral which is i think october 1st of 2021 that i would do whatever the fuck it took to
2: nail these people yeah nail them up um you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm switching tactics, do I'm just, you know, I'm like, we've re, you know, gone through the science that it's science. We understand, right. It's, it's more now people got to understand this situation that you're in. You know, what I have concern about is just the fatigue that comes now with like, the, they'll say, Oh, there's a, there's a, an, I can justifiably so the people will be skeptical of right. um, the signaling and of the messaging and the that has the potential to compound on top of another set of variables that right now are not looking favorable right I, I, and in this context you have to look at the infectious burden that we're seeing at the population level and you know my understanding is is that we're seeing you know these I, I i wouldn't say that yeah i guess opportunistic infections is still the correct term right but you're we're seeing increased rsv increased Well, i don't know about increased flu but uh norovirus is way above um normal in the uk the um what else was there that that was another one that was strep right um and so all of this is sort of indicative of a system under stress and when you're under stress you can fuck up right we'll do it um and you know i don't want to you know you don't want to beat a dead horse but it, it's i don't have to tell you and look i'm preaching to the choir here and trying to tell people uh, I don't know what the 21st century equivalent is of the victory garden um, and but for them releasing agents all the time and it's not just the agent it's the whole mechanics around it the way that the way that they're orientating people's behavior everything even just psychological stress and
13: right well just the, just the fact that they're All of the measures that were put in place to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic, they knew that they were detrimental. They knew that the way you should handle this is basically the opposite of what they did, that you shouldn't close down schools, that you shouldn't... um, Well, I mean, that you shouldn't just do away with antibiotics. Yeah. In so many areas, they did backwards. And so
2: it's just it, it's mind-boggling to me because well it's it's it, 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 it's the nature of them instantiating medicine through um, SOP and yeah, the, but what
13: they could have what they could have done what would have made more sense for them is let's say that this was a dry run before a flu pandemic what they could have done is done things that would have worked and then there wouldn't be this pushback now. Like if they hadn't done the full lockdowns or if they hadn't done it for so long, because now when they try to do them again, there is going to be more pushback. I think they could have handled this much better um, and made us much more susceptible and that would have run in their favor. But so what it looks to me like now is that they are going to, now they're just trying to scramble and blow up things as quickly as possible. So yeah, I don't know. I mean,
2: obviously. So maples are
7: saying. This if is why... friends, if
13: you have friends that have chickens, if you have friends that have
2: <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> like even better friends
13: and, and everything. Like yeah, get better friends with them. And start hanging out with them because you know the worst comes to worst. You want to make sure that you have a contingency plan ready. And I hate to even say that, but but I have no idea what's going to happen.
2: I really don't. Mm. And I, I haven't seen sort of Andrew's latest sort of media blitz, but I know I know he's been talking about the. I haven't watched it. I've read the headlines. I know what he's talking about. Um, do you have a a, a good synopsis of? His take on the attacks on sort of food processing and
13: no, I haven't. Um, we did actually spend a lot of time on that in our mini series that we did. We did, we did a set of six spaces, and I think in the in the second one or first one we we talked about food security. So he is trying to he is trying to mix that in and, and talk about how vulnerable we are, and. And people really should go back and, and, and look at that. I'm going to, on my sub stack, I'm going to be publishing shortly a list of all of my appearances on various live streams
2: and podcasts and whatnot. Well, actually, you know what? Um, if you've got recordings, we can, uh, it's dead easy to transcribe them now. Just chat GPT or just uh, spit out uh, the uh, whole thing in text form. And it'll also, com- well, it might not, when you're in mean,
13: sort people, of long, yeah, people can like. Once I publish it, if people want to try to do that, they can. I'm I'm not super savvy when it comes to trying to convert.
2: So I know just the man.
13: free. I
2: know just the man.
13: Yeah, I mean, but but yes, the, he, you know, Andrew, he, I actually think that he's he he's. He's perceptive to the point where he understands what he knows, and he understands what he doesn't know. Um, when, it, and he understands what I know that he doesn't know. Um, I, I, you know, I haven't really like I told him like this, but but the reality is is that his his value comes mainly from what he can do, from what he can say that from the behind the classified curtain. He can he can tie CIA to to EcoHealth alliance um he can he was in a bunch of these or he he would he's familiar with what how things are supposed to happen in our national response plans and he would be able to speak to how we didn't do those things because he had a q level clearance right Um, and the part and homeland security stuff so but what we've done what we've been doing is more of we know the evidence and and all of the all the background of of what happened here with this pandemic, and so I, I think he, I mean he he was trying to sell a book, and I think his book doesn't like it doesn't do any of what it says he's doing, which it doesn't really just explain. He didn't really discover.
7: You yeah, know, it was the a bit sort of, of late
13: virus. late
2: to the table with respect to.
13: Yeah, but. But there is value in it, mm-hmm. and I think that we have to be able to, well, to take there, it with
2: a grain of salt. There's value in having someone like him who you can talk to, because I, I would I'll wager this, Charles, that um, I, if he was working on like the modelling for taking out critical infrastructure, like like processing food processing plants, um, it means that other people were doing similar. And it me- I would wager that somewhere there's someone's thesis that probably matches a lot of what we're seeing right now that we could, not Absolutely. saying they're responsible, but if you know, we could, uh, I don't know, just... Um... Well, yeah,
13: he, he was he was at Sandia National Laboratories in Kirtland Air Force Base in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which if people don't know, that's where most of our nuclear arsenal is stored when it's not on planes and don't ask me how i know that but um but i went to the defense nuclear weapons school there and i would the, the the stuff that i did while i was there was learning how to model these um uh these types of events and so For him to, uh, so so he was able, he was around these people who were coming up with these ideas and crunching all these numbers. Like, he he had a Q level clearance, he had a nuclear level clearance.
2: Mm. Someone's running the numbers somewhere, even if if they weren't somewhere, yes, they are right now, that's for sure.
13: Yeah, and his specialty, in fact, his. His specialty, Andrew Huff's specialty, is um, food security. Yeah. Okay. So so and and he like I know that he, he wanted to do like more more follow-on spaces where he talked about that because that's that's definitely a big part of this. And I think too many people have written him off because you know it comes across as cocky or arrogant or or whatever, but but he he does have value and he he can have, he can fit in into the resistance and, and I think that he should but well especially when it comes to food security and I think that I think that you're right I think that whether it, it might not be the entire government but whoever is doing this understands and they, they're attacking our food supplies on purpose they're attacking our energy um, and whoever is doing this is also like pushing the Biden administration to do certain things like attack gas stoves and attack um, oil reserves. I mean, the, on day one of the Biden administration, he he killed the um, – I forget what it's called – the Dakota Access Pipeline or whatever. Right,
2: right, yeah, yeah.
13: And – so excel he, was it Excel pipeline? Excel, yeah, Keystone XL, yeah. and like that was just stupid. It was stupid, and so he, from the very beginning, this has been part of their goal. And I, you know, they do things that typically will benefit more than one group. So in this case, you have the environmentalists, and their their arguments and ideas happen to match up well with whoever is trying to yeah they they, they become
2: pawns in a um high level that's not games as straight uh word to use but a, a high level set of um strategies and plans geared towards obtaining you know whoever's goals it is and you know wef for the clownish games that they are it's still focuses people's attention to, yeah, you know, there are people that think that way. And um, they have vested interests in pushing events in a particular direction. And that's, that's become incredibly painfully obvious. And like I say, just the, the last, uh, the last few days, even, as you know, the, the, the reality of what they've done in Ukraine is, is leaking through, they can't. It's difficult for them to maintain the facade that they had, even just a few you know, three, four months ago. And you know, we were listening to a stream from Douglas McGregor, and uh, he was he was brutally honest and just uh, well, brutally honest. That, that's he gave a very um, grim assessment of the state of affairs as would be desired by nato forces in in the in the current uh, battle
3: i
5: guess
2: and um you know you've got two you've got two hypotheses right they either they either knew it would get to this that um russia they just have far superior numerical numbers, and they're not—they're not dummies, dude. The—the the way, oh shit! All oh right, <laughs> Charles was calling me. Uh, I was just getting uh, interesting. Wait one second, folks. Uh, let me uh,
7: call him back. Just a bit. <laughs> Tried to sell me a phone. Goddamn thing. Mercantilism. I've had it. Yep. Okay. a mic. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, So the point I was going
2: to, the macabre point I was going to get to is that somewhere someone has taken into account the both, both outcomes. And the the simple fact is that they've got a whole bunch of contingency plans in place to uh, steer it, steer things that they, in their favor. And uh, McGregor just made the point that even... Even though, you know, strategically everything would be lost, it, it, it would still be doctrine to just drag out the the, the conflict um, in in that region, and it, and it's this uh, the the kick the can down the road type thinking. Right, just keep going. We'll uh, throw something else into the news cycle and just rinse and repeat all the time. Yeah, unfortunately, all of the, all of the real options are
13: avenues that can be exploited by the people who would be doing this. I mean, if, I mean, Russia, Russia wants Ukraine because, you know, its own reasons. Mm -hmm. China, China wants the West occupied with Ukraine. Um. The WEF wants to they want to keep everybody busy. Um so there's this can be exploited in so many ways by everybody that it's it's it just sucks because yeah. like it, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, the field is ripe and they've they've gone through great lengths to put us in this position and there's not really a way to get out of it. It doesn't include a lot of as pain.
2: So yeah, very much so. And um, you know, I, I had this discussion with uh, Chris the, pop, the ex-Marine the other day, and I I said to him, you know, I it sort of it was an off the cuff remark, but I, I thought about it over the over the following days and the, the the initial remark was that um it what we're dealing with right now literally looks like um there have been war crimes committed and the the as much as people would like to point at china etc um,
11: it
2: it doesn't look good for nato based institutions and yep the the point I wanted to make was that in that environment if you know that this seems to be a series of escalating war crimes it's your duty not to um, not to follow orders under those circumstances right that's that's established doctrine as far as I understood it And so I I would say, I would say to, you know, those that are sort of serving now, if they, if they're going to serve you up on a platter to, um, mad Russians who've, you know, got the bit between their teeth now, better or worse. Um, I'm I'm in the pen, resign your commission, go get chickens. Um, just uh the less people they have that go along with it the quicker it the quicker it comes to an end and you know if the if there's a enough of the officer class who should the reason the reason they're put in those positions is that they should be able to rattle up the chain of command this this looks operationally bad um we have we have to um we have to make command decisions that takes in, it takes in a different trajectory and away from uh what we're dealing with right now and it's it's not it's not to um invite uh like cowardice or anything right or, or anything like that or not not to do your not to do your duty right because you know you sign up take queen shilling that's what you say down my way um the yeah, and someone someone just put in the chat. So the the Mozart Group ex marine colonel said that the said that Ukraine is committing war crimes. He blamed this admission on drinking. Yes, uh, we have watched the stream, and um, is is it not right? I mean, he's not serving with the marines in the in this instance. But if if he was serving with the marines, he's he's supposed to turn away from if he, if that's part of a unit he's operating with. He's supposed to break away, right?
13: Well, well um, look. If somebody if there's if somebody is giving unlawful orders, then you have a duty to. You're not. You're not compelled to follow unlawful orders. Um. I. The reason why. reason why Major Murphy became a whistleblower was because he saw that that based upon the evidence that he had, that the mandates were an unlawful order. And so he he wrote a whistleblower report to the Inspector General of the Marine Corps and if people go back and read that document, they'll be able to understand that that's ultimately what he was trying to do. He was trying to say that the the justification for this mandate is insane because military doctor military scientists have already said that this that this is bad. So why would we do this now? It makes no sense. And his goal is to stop the mandate. And I mean, unfortunately he didn't. It still took another year before they finally stopped it. But but yeah, I mean it's it's caused so much damage because so much of the military has seen, they've seen all these things going on. They've seen the cover up. They've seen, um, you know, 10,000 of their fellow military members who were kicked out simply for refusing to take this vaccine. And the, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say a majority, but I would say. A significant minority of active duty personnel, especially at the unit level, like battalion level and below, they understand this was something bad, but they, you know, a lot of them feel like they they can't do anything, and so, I and mean, in fact, there there's a uh, there's a lance corporal. Well, she's now a she's now private who who was Wait. going to be kicked out.
2: So <laughs> demotion there. I just I had to just compute that for a second. So.
13: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so there's a land School. So in E three, so very low on the, on the totem pole, and she refused to get the vaccine. Mm. She said that it wasn't it wasn't um safe and there was evidence that it was, you know, this and that. And so she fought against it and they were gonna kick her out. And she was in uh Iwakuni, I think. And she refused to get it. So they, they gave her orders to fly back to the United States. But until she gets back into the United States, they can't release her from her service. And she kept going to the airport and refusing to get on the plane. know. <laughs> and and then so then they kind of they kind of dropped that.
2: That non-compliance but, strategy, Charles. I'm telling you, it's right, a winner.
13: Right, right, but but unfortunately, just a couple of weeks ago, they they decided to do it again, and this time, so they brought back the charges and and they they locked her up and put her in the in the brig. And again, this is a person who, like, she was on a podcast. Uh, RFK Jr. had a podcast with her, trying to to share her story and get it out. He's still but locked up. It, or? she's still locked up and, and th- this is, it's so disgusting because when, when a Lance corporal is willing to stand up and, and do the right thing, but none of her superiors are, uh, it's just, it's horrifying. Well, it's, it's, it's really, it's...
2: It, it's this institutional implosion that we've seen across all, all, uh, yeah. Elements it doesn't matter where. It I, mean, I
13: wish I, I wish I could go there, and you know, and go flick off her command and tell her to, to get her out of there it because it's being ridiculous. But, mm. um, it's it's sad because it's tearing their, apart the morale. Yeah. I mean, they were it was already bad enough after after the Afghanistan debacle, mm. but people don't realize that within two weeks of that. They instituted the the uh, mandate.
7: It was that quick, was it?
13: Yeah. So the so in August of 2021, the military had two quick, historically bad blows in succession, and the Pentagon doesn't seem to care. Like it's all about covering it up and and continuing to let it happen.
2: Man. So messed up bro it is that's the depth of
13: what we're dealing with
2: non well it's easy for me to say non-compliance but then you know when the problem is it's just um fight in a conflict it gets out of hand right <laughs> yes and so it can just end up on your doorstep and or the fallout from it can end up on your doorstep and...
13: yeah i mean we have two choices we can either We can either be like the Lance Corporal or we can be like everybody else and and just do nothing. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter because in the end, we're all going to... This is going to come to all of our doorsteps. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we should be fighting now. I believe that we shouldn't be waiting until that day comes.
7: Yeah, Because nothing good is
13: going
2: to come in from what it waits. We're in a rapidly closing window. And, you know, for... When you've got, you know, we were looking at a TV station from the UK, and it's the I don't know, like like the CNN Channel Four News. It's the CNN of UK television, right? Even worse, and they're on there. I don't know, trying to just two two dudes who've never probably ever seen a tank in real life, right? <laughs> Trying to talk all just the the, the tactics of what a what a, an effective move it's going to be on the, on the battlefield for for Ukraine and um, when you when you're seeing that type of organized and synchronized uh, programming because that's what it is it's programming it just it just tells me that they're um, they're running out of options and so you know, historically speaking you know. It tends to end up end up in some some conflict that yeah, well, g- gets out of hand and it's 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 the the people who do it they don't feel the consequences of it. It's people like us and the lance corporal and the, uh the the people who have taken the time to try to find out what it, you know what is happening. And our our concern, and it's uh, it's grossly unfair. Well,
13: uh, there, there's an old adage that says, "It's a military thing." It says, "Ours is not to question why; ours is but to do or die." Mm, yeah, yeah. and and that's not true right now.
2: There, our, there are options. our job
13: is to question why. <laughs> we have to question why. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and again, in an environment where, um, you know, it it it'd be very very difficult to turn around and say, ah, you know, avian flu, uh, lab origin, etc. They 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 can point to natural origins now, and and get away in in what could be potentially a far bigger um version of what we saw over the last three years and it it, it will get even more contentious and um even more polarized uh, well I, I, the other the other factor just for just yeah, it's not all black bills but just depending on where you live it's just your options are going to differ right if if you're in the u.s um you're blessed in many ways, right? Because you 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 have such an abundance and um, freedom to d- to do stuff. Um, if you if you've managed to get out of the system to the point where you know the banks aren't coming after you, debt collectors, etc., um, other countries as well. You know, if you've got to feel out the landscape and get yourself through. And it was a point that came up in the chat earlier. And you know, whether the if the UK is saying they want to they, if the UK says they want to put boots on the ground in Ukraine, that that would trigger Article five, right? And that would pull in all NATO states. Um, I think it would
13: I think it would still require. I don't know in that case because in that case it would be them.
2: Um, right, David I think you'd so. You'd
13: still case. have to wait until the the Russians like actually attack them. Because uh, I don't know if it counts if if we if a member of NATO declares war. See, I know that they don't. But basically, at the end of the day, yes, you're right. At the end of the day the ultimate goal is to is to bring me to all. that's it regardless of the specifics that's the ultimate goal
2: and you know so it's, I, I tend to i was just saying my chat no it wouldn't i'm saying uh, technically maybe it wouldn't but the problem is is that there's too many there's too many uh warhawks at the top right now who do want it yeah and so of course it would happen
13: uh, yes I mean like I said it may, Maybe not initially but but That's the That's what they're trying to do They're trying to force it into the position where that happens Because then They can wipe their hands of it and say oh well You know we, we didn't know this was going to happen And you know We're just defending democracy And all sort of bullshit so
2: And it's it's the Really sneaky way That they've done the escalation As well you know what was it? You know, there's some javelins and some howitzers. You know, it's been pretty consistent, steady increase. Then what, what came after the howitzers? High miles, right? Then the high Mars came.
13: High miles and tanks.
2: The F 16s next. Um,
13: this is such a fucking. It's so
2: stupid. Dude, it's fucking bananas. Just. uh most people just probably have never even had like the experience of like the, like a low jet go over where it's really going, right? You don't even hear it coming, right? Just just, comes out of nowhere. And,
3: uh, Yeah. yeah, just,
2: just sort of shaking in its, uh, the roar of its engine for 30 seconds afterwards. It's,
13: um, yeah, they're good people don't understand the the games that are going on but it, so yes, I, so I had what, a
2: question for you actually so sure uh, I mean and, and then it's not not your it's not by warfare this particular black bill but um my, i was i was sort of making the point that um so the, the uk television was a, Basically saying, oh, it's a stalemate, and you know we've got to get in there, and we can we can push the uh, the Ukraine the, the Russians back by giving them leopard tanks and some Abrams tanks. Like that's that's how they're framing this, and I I tried to make the argument that I I, I don't think people realise right now that um, air power is very difficult to utilize in this type of situation even if it was nato staged at this point the the air defense component has to be overcome before you're able to have that advantage where you're you know constantly able to use patrolling aircraft to guide bombs onto onto targets and so of course it looks like a grind but it's very likely that 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 will i my prediction is that that will change very rapidly right it'll it'll hold and hold and hold and then snap and then then the russians are free to patrol the skies over ukraine and you know and and so what happens in that case so well then (sighs)
13: <sighs> then we on our side will will lose the initiative and so we'll have to react and i mean
11: i don't uh, know so that that's that, that would
2: be use of um air defense systems stationed in poland romania firing into ukraine to try to hit russian air assets <laughs>
13: Yeah, I think I think what sucks is because they want that. So it doesn't it doesn't seem to really matter. I think the only thing that can prevent this from becoming retarded is for the British people and the American people and the Germans and the French to say, fuck this shit.
2: Mm. No. Yeah, it's probably the, problem, the last last thing we have left. Yeah, is- and the problem is is that they
13: the, the None of us are aware Like They're doing everything They can to prevent us From realizing That that's what they want So I, I don't know If that's going to Happen in time
2: I, I don't either dude And this is This is what th- you know.
13: e- Even Ron DeSantis Even Ron DeSantis um, Is Is saying Yeah we can't We can't let the Russians Do what they're doing In Ukraine mm. And you know, he's good in a lot of different ways, but even he's wrong about that. So there's just not enough. There's not enough Republicans like Rand Paul and, and uh, you know, Ron Johnson. and I mean, There's just a handful of people that are against the war in Ukraine. And that's what scares me is that at the end of the day, that's the, they want to use that as a distraction from all this pandemic stuff. Yes. And, and of course, we know that a big part of what they're trying to do is destroy the evidence. Yes. So, I don't know, it's just a really bad position. And we need we need these hearings to start sooner than later so that people like me and Adrian Murphy and Book Jackson and Andrew Huff can go in there and be like, no, this is fucking bullshit. This is what they're trying to do. This is a game. They're, they're playing. This is all about power politics, and they don't care how many people die. And until
7: that happens, I I don't know what's gonna happen. Holy shit, dude,
2: what wrong? <laughs> we're probably folks, we're probably speaking to one of the few people on the planet who could get in there and make an interdiction that could actually do something. And um, wow. You you I mean, need I'm to not... speak to that Ram Paul dude. Um, oh, I know. He he was pretty I'm old. trying
13: to that's, uh, i'm i'm driving right now to meet somebody in fact i gotta i gotta go here because i gotta keep driving now but okay. but yeah i'm trying to do everything i can but the window is closing so we don't have it a lot of time
2: well uh prayers for commander rixi <laughs> jesus dude no pressure or anything <laughs> yeah
13: i I'll, I'll give you updates once i've once i've uh
2: Please day do. done uh,
13: this little adventure oh
2: one thing before you go. Um just because it came up from my Twitter and I know I know I'll get back into it. when you're gone. Um define define kind of gain a function in a in a in a tweet. Define gain of function in a
13: tweet? Yeah. Um any any method either serial passaging or genetic engineering of intentionally uh, causing mutations in a a pathogen with the intent to make it more dangerous to humans in some way.
2: Yeah, that's pretty close to what I said. So I said, yeah, I said any method to increase transmissibility, pathogenicity, through any method constitutes gain of function. I, I, I'm very conscious of the moment of suddenly getting into um, hair splitting at such a such a critical time right now. Um, it's yep. it's stupid. And again, it's, just,
13: it's all dissimulation meant to. Well, like I said, they they don't want to confront this, so they're just going to muddy the water as much as they can, for as long as they can
2: very much and dude it's you know i'm trying to just think in my head of politicians in the u.s who probably who who are going to be intellectually honest enough actors at this stage at least Rand paul sort of and he was very skillful at it i know you gotta go but the way that he was just poking Newland. I don't know if you saw that where he he was saying to her you're looking to take uh, Putin to the egg for war crimes. (laughs) stupid bitch was just like,
5: oh yeah that's what we want to do.
2: Yeah. Well, as it just so
5: happens
13: I'm passing through Kentucky right now. So, I mean, (laughs) we'll be seeing Rand Paul here, but this is his state so
2: well uh, send out smoke signals bro
11: vape uh, I'm signals to, <laughs>
13: i'm trying not to garner attention at the moment right right but uh but yeah no we're we're in the fight okay i'm going to do everything i can to stab him in the back so
2: nice nice get in there twist it for me bro i will all right will. I'll, I'll let you go Right, right, I'll talk to you later. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Offline. <laughs> See you later, dude. All right, folks. Yeah, man. Woo! All right. That's... um. This is how fucking nutty the situation is. Right? There's not many... There's not many Charles Rixes out there doing what he's doing right now. And this is why... This is how I tried to sort of summarize it the other day. Everyone who's sort of thinking about... Like, if you're stuck in the last three years you, you're you gonna get slapped about so fucking hard right that you you won't know your ass from your elbow what is what looks like right well we can see like blips <laughs> just right out right out on the edges of our senses right just um require attention require attention stop looking back at the wreckage right now we can go back to that the wreckage isn't going anywhere right keep your files keep your lists and keep making lists but attention needs to be um kept on what's coming down the the road at us and you know if all we can do is pray for charles right now hashtag pray for charles (laughs) i'm just gonna have that on a banner go across the bottom hashtag pray for charles and you know what pray for the people of europe right those countries which still make allusions to where they're supposed to be functioning democracies bring those countries to a halt do not let these people run you into another forever war don't let them don't let them do it don't let them do it stop your boys from being used and, and it's, it's it's so fucked up now because of because of the Equal heights and woke fucking agenda, right? That what is it? Denmark? Denmark because uh they want to join that right, they'll they, they'll conscript women. That's what they're talking about. Conscripting women to make up numbers. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, I say we're fucked, but going to hurt. All right, I'll finish with this. I'll do this quickly, cause, um, which is the encephalopathy. This is a new bit of data. Um, it's Again, nothing we don't know already. It's been published, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, but we've got some samples of uh, encephalopathy from Ryan and... Um, I think, I think I just, we'll go out with that, (laughs) try and wind down the, (laughs) ratchet down the tensions with respect to um, war (laughs) and uh, do a bit of science. uh, uh, Let's see, Uh, uh, let me just do a bit of chat, it's getting a bit contentious in there it seems. Let's see. Go back a little bit. Uh, eat your eggs. Yes. Uh, DeSantis is a tool of Israel. Just look at his early speeches. Um, yeah, he's very much on board with uh, the Zionist entity. Put it that way. Um, maybe, maybe he'll uh, wise up a little bit. I don't know. The problem is a lot of Jews down down in uh, Florida. And they're going to push for their... Um <laughs> What they what they see is their needs and goals. Um, what I would say is a counter to that. There is a very active, I wouldn't say pacifist. There's a strong left-leaning side of the Israeli political spectrum who are kind of tired of you know the newlands of this world right so the uh the, so you know he'll do what he thinks is the popular opinion for <laughs> the israeli the Israeli voice, and so hope- hopefully the people of Israel will just say, you know what fucking slow it down a little bit, doing uh very uh how should we say <laughs> <laughs> kinda of- I'll, I'll call it with the uh i'll call it with the j button this episode but you know sending in sneak attacks from azerbaijan it's not a good look right just uh like confirming stereotypes and all that uh let's <laughs> see uh oh Pfizer faggots right yeah uh well i i talked about that with charles um the th- there's nothing new in there right and what veritas are doing right now is just milking a uh, an opportunity I guess what I did see come up in the chat um, <laughs> apparently uh, let me see if I can find it I want to see this um, no not that they, they've gone and uh, jumped the I don't know someone at YouTube <laughs> let's have a look at this maybe this is funny where's it gone huh? must be here somewhere Ah, can I, can someone find that for me in the chat? I've, I must have gone past it. So, someone put the um, Veritas clip of finding or, or jumping out on what appears to be a YouTube official, please. Um, I'm. I swear to God, I saw it in the. Uh, that's just. Someone, please, chat. There's enough of you here. Hit the thumbs up, please. <laughs> that. Hit the thumbs up and uh, hit the follow button. And uh, you're at the uh, cutting edge here. have been for uh, three years. Thank you. Who was that, Josie? Much, much appreciated. Much, much appreciated. Let's do this. How how long is it? Two minutes, 17. All right. Project Veritas. What is it? Project Veritas senior reporter Chris Hartsock. Um, Wasn't that the one that uh, George was... uh, Tangling with confronts that YouTube vice president of global trust and safety over tech giants' actions to remove our Pfizer directed evolution investigation from the platform. Ah, good for them.
7: Nice. <laughs> Make these people uncomfortable. Make him fit. He was just going out for a jog,
2: all uh, ensconced in his own uh, hubris, his power. Matt. Christian Hartsock, Project Veritas.
12: Why did you ban our videotape of a Pfizer director talking about mutating viruses? Don't tell anyone this, You have time. <laughs> hey, yeah. We're exploring, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can, we can, we can create, develop new vaccines, right? How much is Pfizer paying you to run cover for them? Is YouTube brought to us by Pfizer? This is much
2: better. This is much better than the uh, say the left hooker. The left hooker in the bar.
12: Matt, you're the global head of trust and safety at YouTube. Why don't you trust the public with a matter that absolutely concerns their safety? Matt, millions of people are gonna see this videotape and they're gonna see your cowardice I guess is I guess this
2: is them going tip for tap with uh, Rebel News.
3: <laughs> no.
2: There'll be a whole lot of people, um, in there, galloping on their uh, particular hobby horses. Um, for, why did he say this? Take eh, a W when you get one. They're going to see
12: your absolute contempt for the public trust, and they're going to see your absolute disregard for public safety. Are you sure this is how you wish to portray yourself? Matt, be brave, say something. How much ad revenue does YouTube take in from <laughs> Pfizer? How much was at stake? A Pfizer director talking about mutating viruses. I'm like, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Why don't we just mutate it ourselves? And you don't want the American public or the world to know about it.
5: YouTube just took down our Pfizer expose, YouTube gave us a strike and will not let us post for a week.
12: Why not? Do you have any ethical responsibility to the American people, to the world? Why does the public not deserve to see that videotape? You touched me. That's not something you wanna do. Is that a threat? Are you threatening me? Is the is the global head of trust and safety threatening me?
10: No, no. I just said I call the police if you if you accost me.
12: Well, I'm I I didn't touch you, Matt. Uh, Yes, you did. Matt Halperin, global head of trust and safety.
2: It looks like he wants to be doing a bit of jogging.
7: (laughs) Struggling there at the end. (laughs) Uh let's see what's i doing i was doing chat right
2: uh let's see uh trump is i did that one uh trump is... oh, yeah I did did i trump is compromised so it's not so much uh i don't know who you consider as we yeah um uh newland is a psychopath archaic uh, uh yeah warlords uh <laughs> it's a phrase we don't abuse around here um just so... <laughs> psychopathic haberdine how about that? Uh, let's see. Unfortunately, most people never woke up, but you know, people are waking up.
3: You know, <laughs>
2: of course they'll, they'll think that they're getting the 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 juice from Veritas. But uh, let's see, let's see. Centipede, <laughs> I agree with you, sir. This is not compromised. DeSantis, Florida. Enough is enough. New bill to combat. Okay.
1: a fair degree felony.
2: <laughs> it's free speech. What are you on about? Uh, duh, duh. Let's see. Uh, they can manipulate our fear or our trust. Either way, we can be used. That's tricky. I agree with you, Starlight Science. I agree. And this is why... In most cases, the default position should be "I'm not complying." Sorry, and uh, batten down the hatches. That would be uh, my. That's my move at the moment. <laughs> I'd just like to. I'd like to find the hole in my roof. I can't find where it's fucking leaking. Uh, I did just play the YouTube exec getting jumped. Uh, let's see. Um, sorry, can't hit the thumbs up. I'm in a rumble band country, tapiots. Ah. They always, they always come through. Uh, let's see. Can't thumbs up on Twitch either, I don't think. That's odd, yeah. Um, it seems I can't thumbs up. It's making me sign. Ah, I keep getting kicked out, signed in. And come on, there's 182 of you watching. Hit that thumbs up. Do it. Do it. Um... Right. I said I would do the uh encephalopathy. Safety. Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Touche, bro. Um. All right. Uh. Did that. Did that. And this. We want to look at this. And um. As I. Okay. Take so we break. I'll just let this roll the intro, as it were. So. um... Let's do um, this.
14: We're gonna talk a little uh key brain Increase about wherever it's gonna you can do something hard. There's all I already know from an ACE one's genetic makeup. So
7: all right. Um
2: timestamp is thirty minutes in, and uh just give me a second before I opine about the data here. Most of it we've covered before. Again, nothing new, but you know to keep current with stuff so just bear with me folks. I'll be back in a second
14: So, you know a small amount of spike uh, binding more strongly to some of those genetic groups will lead to you know more inflammatory outcomes so we already know from an ace2 receptor where that spike protein binds uh, point of view that that's actually uh, a, a shown factor so i think it's a one-two punch so number one you get that affinity of binding i think that's why certain cohorts did a little worse in terms of uh covet outcomes as well as uh showing vaccine injury susceptibility but in addition to that uh absolutely the inconsistency especially in the first couple of rounds now i haven't been able to examine any of the bivalence or worked with any of the physicists on that but i i do think that both of them uh play together in terms of those outcomes and again this is going to be something we're going to have to tease out uh, the, key, the key to to science, that there, there's two things that make up a good doctor. Number one, you care, and number two, you're curious. And if, if you don't have that curiosity, we'll never answer these questions. And the only reason I've been doing this and putting my neck on the chopping block, trying to share science is I care. And I'll never stop being curious. That's, that's how we answer the questions. If we've done something that's harmed people, well, let's see if we can reverse that. If we wanna understand who's most susceptible, then we need to study these things. There are databases and there are large university systems that should be able to get together and tease some of this data out. I'm an independent laboratory, I can't do all these things, and a lot of these things cost money. Um, Everything I've done so far and presented so far has been out of my own back pocket just because I care. I I want the scientific answers so that we can prevent future harms.
4: Well, and and I agree with you wholeheartedly, and this is what I've said from the beginning, that we have got to care about this. Um, Fundamentally, these are things um, that, as you said previously, would have been sorted out, or many of these things would have been sorted out in the six to eight years that we normally take during the testing period for vaccines. There is a reason, vaccinology is complicated stuff. I have said for a long time that the immune system is the last great frontier of medicine. Um, it is complicated stuff. The immune system doesn't always respond the way we think it's going to. And it's why many vaccines never make it out of the starting blocks. Uh, they fail and, and never get there. Um, so I, I appreciate that. And it sounds like it's you believe that it's probably uh, multifaceted, both some components that are genetic and some that are related to the uh, gross inconsistencies in batches. Now, back to these blood clots, too. One of the things we talked um,
2: about. That reminds me, uh, there was a good paper dropped by Oh, uh, Heart of Grace on Twitter uh, about lipid nanoparticles. Actually, a Russian study. Um, it's in the Discord. Did I, I might not have put it in the. I might not have loaded it into a folder yet, but it's in the general Discord, and it talks about the lipid nanoparticle itself being able to change the the orientation of fibrin in the clot. And, you know, maybe that's part of the um, mechanism for the abnormal clots. Um, I, I'm still kind of, well, me personally, my own personal view is, I think, depending on the person, many, many factors, but the whole array of toxic effects can be at play. From um, the lipid nanoparticle to the uh, the spike protein itself, um, all all are problematic. All need to be investigated. In fact, there's there's years of research ahead, just trying to answer those questions. And it is it is what it is. For the moment.
4: About uh, when you were on with us last, was that the blood clots? In addition to being very you know massive, um, they also included, if I recall, a fair amount of amyloid, something that is not in.
2: Yes. And you probably had to hear first, folks. That was the prediction, and now it's sort of playing out. And why would we be concerned about amyloid? Well, amyloid is suspect in many, many, many disease processes. My particular uh, interest is because I work with neurodegenerative disorders, and in this, uh, in this instance. Um, To see something triggering uh, amyloidogenic signal, either (laughs) above the neck or below it, is concerning. And uh, amyloidogenic disorders tend to be somewhat nasty. And um, for that, we need to be um, aware of the data. That's all. Uh, I mean, again, now it's just... uh, I was in a, I was in a space the other day, and people were sort of asking me about what can you do with respect to mitigating some of these effects, especially those that were forced into being exposed to these potential triggers. And it's not just coming from vaccines or gene transfections. There's a a, a risk from the infection itself, and you know, I'll I'll go with uh, you know, short of the, the you know the hyper-focused techniques th- that were being explored in laboratory space which was you know a lot of it was around sort of monoclonal antibodies that type of thing and the simple fact is none of those therapeutic approaches have really been successful and um a nutraceutical a way of approaching it might be a good way and uh, I have wish in a short time I had left to uh, explore that space. Uh, natokinase, um, that's it. Try that, everyone's trying that. Might as well give that a whirl. Eat, eat your uh, natto.
4: And normal blood clots. Um, so let's talk about that. These aren't just, uh, for those people who might not have seen part one, that these blood clots are not typical in in that way, not just the size and the locations and the frequency of them, but that they include some other components that you normally don't see in blood clots
14: yeah and this is a great point i'm glad you bring it up i'll have caleb pull up slide number 15 if he would please um here on the left you can see there's a There we go. The criticism that's bantied about is, well, gosh, you know, these are just postmortem and they're an incidental finding postmortem. And the the clots you see on the right, yeah, those are postmortem clots. In fact, I have some spike stains coming here in about an hour from one of my technicians that will be looking at some of those with spike stains. But on the left, that was removed from a patient in vivo. I have other slides of patients that have like the entire bronchial tree, like it was cast. One was a pilot, the other was an internal medicine doc in Florida.
2: Which I also saw with the infection, by the way
14: and so these large clots they're they're unusual in the sense that they have a lot of proteinaceous deposition and so if we go back to you know the conversation uh, in the earlier segment with dr drew uh, some of this uh, clotting process is because excess proteins are being deposited and not broken down by the body. So if we uh, hop to the next slide, um, Caleb, here you can see spike protein within a lung vessel. This is Dr. Burkhardt's slide out of Germany. Um, I've been working with him and communicating with him. Just saw him at a great meeting in Stockholm where we uh, compared notes and are continuing
2: to do these studies across the world together. So, Things are moving so fast, I haven't even had time to get back to that. Uh, what was that? Astrid. I on, mean, i him about caffeine. That's how fat, Like normally, normally, I'd milk content like that for days.
14: <laughs> I haven't had a chance to get back to it. So uh, here you can see spike protein in some of these clots. And if you go to the next slide, um, this is one from a patient that I just did, uh, unfortunately. And this was a COVID patient, not, not a vaccine patient. But here you can see the spike protein, all that little green glowing stuff. That's, that's micro amyloid deposition in capillaries within a heart. So the amyloid.
7: Oh, not so good, folks. Not a good sign. <laughs> That's
2: probably part of the reason why uh, that bit of that individual is uh, on that slide like that. I'd be interested just to see what other organs look like. I mean, look. When you're taking gross specimens and slicing them up, and you know, human hearts, big, big organ. If they're, I don't know, well, well, a few hundred sections, maybe, and they get a hit, well, it means your heart is riddled with, with amyloid. So that's. I like the stain that they're using. Very, very cool.
14: It is depositing in vessel walls, and then... Some of these amyloid clots will piggyback and just basically like daisy chain onto each other they just grow and grow and grow and again certain patients have the ability to break down clots and other patients are missing certain factors and so it's again it's not known who is and who isn't and sometimes we have to go on symptomatology but here's what's interesting if we jump to the next one we now have in the laboratory and there's only a handful of labs doing this on the left we can stain with a, a very simple stain called thioflavin and it'll show clumps
2: uh, Ryan, I've uh, to uh, make a suggestion. Um, when using other people's work, you might just want to put the attribution on the slide. I know you're going to say it, etc., but it's just good practice. Please, if you
14: would protein. So, if I take just a simple tube of blood, you know, if you go to your your doc, get a tube of uh, the, blood. This your... is
2: the glorious. Is that how you say the name? South Africa lab.
14: spin it down take the serum off the top and then we stain it with thioflavin now we can see protein clumps now we know which of these patients are forming microclots and and then on the right this is a chart from dr pretorius in south africa again showing that even in the absence of platelets if you just put the spike protein in the proteins clump so that spike protein induces clumping now amyloid the problem with amyloid is the body really doesn't have an easy way to break it down um what uh some of these docs are finding in their studies if they put them on a, a triple anticoagulant therapy uh they're they're finding a lot of these patients improve. I think you and I maybe hit on um the enzyme natokinase when we were chatting last time, mm-hmm. which is an alternate enzyme that also has you know fibrin breakdown effects. It's it's a fibrinolytic. So uh those who have uh symptomatology and some of these patients, again I'm not your doctor, this is just uh, educational, but um as a supplement some patients are are finding that nattokinase is improving some of their symptoms not only does it inhibit spike protein binding or in one study showed some spike protein degradation ability but also inhibits clotting as well so amyloid is a very concerning finding and a lot of these are just microfibrils like that little green glowing dot we see on the left but some of this can lead to macro clumping and that's where i think we're seeing the formation of some of the larger clots and i think you know long covid and vaccine injury it's not all the same pathway some of it's uh mast cell activation and allergy activation others are reactivated virus Um, i have a whole presentation i've done where the uh, doctor can go through and say okay here's the four primary pathways of of, uh, injury to explore you know obviously one pathway is the clotting that we're discussing and then mitochondrial harm is is my another major concern i have and mitochondria they're the little engines that drive every cell in your body and produce energy and we found in some studies around the world mitochondria are inhibited by the spike protein both Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. from the infection from clots. so there's so many pathways but i think clotting is one that should always be on the mind symptomologically because you can do something about it this is something you know we've been treating clotting for ages and when covid came along and in the hospitals they were unwilling to you know just use simple anticoagulants it was somewhat perplexing
7: that just means it's working
11: (laughs) brutal dude
4: well this is a good segue because we're talking about the staining um Ryan and one of the things that uh, I know we talked about last show but is really I think critical is this concept that we have you have at your at your um hands the different the ability to stain and differentiate between spike proteins that have occurred as a result of the virus.
2: Uh Hexugu says risk from infection itself doesn't seem that high, per French statistician. I don't know what it is with these French dudes and the way they look at their data, but uh, if you're seeing if you're seeing significant blips in EuroMOMO data, <laughs> you got a problem on your hands. Especially, especially when it's appearing in kids. So, I would be uh, just uh, beg to differ at the moment with that uh, uh, Frenchman. Just check that let's see let's see the latest scores there <laughs> yeah. could be on par for twenty twenty one maybe you yeah. when you're seeing that in fifteen to forty four
7: year olds <laughs> I don't know where he did statistics, but. You know, that's uh, that's a signal of concern, so. All right, back to this.
4: Uh, We know that some of these things, or some of these syndromes, and some of these uh, complications occur in people who've had COVID and who have long COVID. But you are able to differentiate at the cellular level, at the tissue level, between spike proteins that occurred as the result of someone having COVID-19, versus spike proteins that were produced uh, in response to the mRNA that they were injected with in the vaccines. This, to me, is a critically important issue because it really...
2: Uh, well, we've got some updates to those data. I'll, I'll let him say his piece and then... I'll say mine.
4: answers the question, well, does this person have myocarditis or does this person have inflammation of the, the vessel wall because of these spike proteins? Where did those spike proteins come from? Did they come from that person having COVID, the virus, or did they come from receiving an mRNA injection that induced them to create those spike proteins? So talk about how, that, how you make that differentiation.
14: Certainly. I'll have Caleb jump to slide number three, and I'm going to jump through a couple of slides really quickly here, Caleb. Um, so, when we got the shot, you see a superimposed needle again, Dr. Burkhart slide from Germany. And you see in the deltoid muscle that
2: Arnold uh, burkhardt is uh <laughs> Sly old Fox. He's made sure his name's on there. so why is the resolution so shitty? <laughs> that's why.
14: That's that's spike protein being expressed. Now we were told that it would stay in the arm plenty of studies now show that it doesn't if we'll go to the next slide this uh study was done by dr roltkin at all out of stanford and, and on the left you see mrna persisting in lymph nodes for at least two months and then on the right the little brown dots and, and this is what we look at under the microscope these are all cells you, you see up to 60 days later there's still spike protein being produced um we'll jump uh uh, sl- uh slide forward is, is that uh, new info
8: dr. Cal- dr cole is that is that new info?
2: no come on you should know better. information that that sounds new <laughs> nope.
14: Unfortunately, no. I mean, this came out last year, and and there's uh, several studies showing the persistence of circulating spike protein. There was one that came out of Harvard on myocarditis, showing that the kiddos that got myocarditis had circulating spike compared to those who didn't get myocarditis.
8: Six um, months. Six months is a new number to me. I had not heard six months.
14: It was 60 days. I'm sorry, that was 60 days, and and, and at 60 days she ah, took that to okay. the so, But, and, but they, and
4: stopped six, they stopped studying it. stopped studying it at 60 days, if I don't recall right. Yeah, yeah. that's when they stopped. Is, <laughs> is yeah. it, is that, I mean, I'm
8: getting a little confused, guys. Is we talking about the yeah. mRNA or or so the spike? <laughs> Which are we talking about? Uh,
14: talked post, post injection, um, post injection. So okay. these are post, post mRNA injections. So.
8: Persistence of mRNA or persistence of spike protein? Because mm-hmm. I did hear you say 60 days, yes, two months for the mRNA that. to persist. But... Um, but then I thought yes. I heard you said six months for the spike to persist. And that, that was like sort of oh. mind-blowing to me. Six months. Well,
7: well here's, here's here's what, okay, I will
14: blow your mind. Then. Okay, so the mRNA we know okay. persists for at least two months in some patients. So does the spike or, or for yeah. 60 days. 60 days in that study, 60 days spike in that study. Dr. Bansal showed uh, circulating spike uh, four months later in the Journal of Immunology. Dr. Bruce Patterson has shown circulating spike in uh, non-classical monocytes in the blood up to 15 months later. So we know that spike protein can stay in circulation for over a year. And and we don't know when the mRNA breaks down. Now, this isn't in every patient. It goes back to Kelly's earlier point, but we don't know who has, because because of the, the synthetic nature of this RNA, mm-hmm. you know, some people are deficient in the ability to break down RNA to begin with. And it goes back to the same groups you and I were talking about, Drew, obese, diabetic, et cetera, and certain racial groups. Right. So and some patients- can, can I just I want to flush
8: out the, uh, the Patterson's observation, because I'm very familiar with that. What they observed was persistent spike protein in non-classical monocytes in the central nervous system who typically go through a cycle of apoptosis very quickly. And what he's been able to show is that these spike infected monocytes don't go through that cycle. They stay, they stay whole and they do their inflammatory thing and they CNS and associated with elevated VEGF.
14: Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And that, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're familiar with that because that's, I think that's societally the concern in these patients that are suffering long-term, either post-COVID and or uh, post-injection, is the persistence in some of these individuals within certain cell types. And to your point, that chronic inflammation that that induces will lead to the symptomatology that we're trying to resolve. So going to Kelly's uh, question, so now we'll jump forward. Let's see. Let's jump forward two slides uh, to number six, Caleb. So uh, I'll go back one and then then this one's kind of a teaser because this one's important. So spike protein here on the left, this is uh, heart tissue. All that brown that you see um, is spike protein by a special technique we use in the laboratory. Again, this one's Dr. Burkhardt's slide. Um, the brown is spike protein expression. And, and the antibodies we use in the laboratory are like a lock and a key. If it binds in and locks on, then we use a little glow on the end of that antibody so we can see it under the microscope. So on the left, we have spike protein as an internal control. If it were a viral infection, then the nucleocapsid should light up as well. So it's simple deductive reasoning. If spike is there, nucleocapsid isn't, it's not from an infection. It's because the body's producing spike protein. Now, if we jump to the next one, this this is highly cons-
2: But, but it doesn't mean it's the shot that did it. We now know that the mRNA of the spike protein and the spike protein itself as a peptide will translocate to the nucleus and in such an instance uh, you could get um expression of spike without nucleocapsid protein so we need to find another another positive control that we can use Concerning. this is
14: one i just uh completed yesterday on a, an individual and this this one we'll do more of a, a prominent press conference on once the rest of the autopsy is complete this is the adrenal gland your adrenal glands are so critical for so many functions in your body you know, from your adrenaline to your glucocorticoids to your hormone balance uh, even to your happy hormones your metenkephalins etc this individual you can see all those brown dots in there and again the nucleocapsid was negative and this was a, a post vaccine death and All those brown dots, that spike protein, not only filling the middle of the adrenal gland, but it it was also in in the medulla and the cortex as well. So it was filling the entire adrenal gland. What does this mean? Well, a lot of patients have uh, POT syndrome, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome after COVID, as well as after the injections. Well, this shows that it's absolutely depositing in the adrenal glands.
2: I've just (laughs) just got to do something for... uh... I don't know. I don't know where that Frenchman learned his statistics, but um, you see, you see that red line. Hey. All that, all that above there. This is all ages mixed, right? All that is excess death, right? So even, even when, even in the uh, the peaks, the troughs, the summer months, we have excess death. That Frenchman needs to uh, shut his mouth. Sit down. Let the uh, let the. Let the experts talk. Uh, It's not shockingly over 2018 data. It is. Look. Look here. You want to look in the trough. Look in the trough here. And then look in the trough here. See? And if we were to do an area under the curve, you'll find that there's far more, far more significant all cause mortality. Oh, I was going to do it. Um, How about... It's a dono button down below, folks. It's been a long stream. Four hours, five hours. Feed the doc. Uh, Let's see, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, this.
14: And so th- this is kind of a newer finding that I wanted to bring out here because so many patients are, are going through that, that post COVID or that post injection challenge of blood pressure regulation, of fatigue, et cetera. And so this one, I mean, it hit me over the head when I saw this one yesterday, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the amount of spike protein within the adrenal gland. And not, not just in one area of the adrenal, but distributed throughout. And, and if, um, you know, if we, take a step back it, again it explains some of the the clinical manifestation that we need to be trying to address number one can we neutralize the spike in these patients that are persisting with spike expression number two um can we stop doing this to people <laughs> you know it, it's causing harms that we didn't study beforehand and, and again good medicine it doesn't matter if it's effective if, if it's not safe and we're finding so many findings through the tissues and as kelly said the cells are objective that that's that's what i like about pathology it's here's the observation here the cells don't lie it's either present or not present it's binding or not binding and these cells are expressing it and so we know from a pathophysiologic mechanism the cells are expressing spike protein and that lipid nanoparticle the the adrenal gland is really fatty and so when we were discussing before drew the the lipid nanoparticle honing to wherever it's going to hone to it likes to hone to fatty tissues and the adrenal gland uh, has h2 receptors but it's also a a fatty type tissue so here we can see a manifestation of it fusing put its gene product in and now these cells that shouldn't be making a foreign protein making a foreign protein and and think of like addison's crisis that's when somebody's you know blood pressure will drop because you don't have the appropriate hormones to keep tone in your blood vessels can cause low blood sugar very quickly as well can cause uh, a, a dump in your potassium and your potassium goes low as well and now even if there's no inflammation in the heart if your adrenal gland isn't functioning properly that could lead to an arrhythmia because of, of potassium insufficiency as well so this is one new mechanism that just literally came to me yesterday as i was looking through slides and you know i have in the background here about a kajillion more to look at and those will uh, what, what part of the adrenal med-
8: gland are they is it is it showing in all parts of the adrenal so you're getting oh, mineralocorticoid yeah, as well yeah. as yeah.
14: corticoid yeah 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 the medulla okay. and the cortex and as well as one of the- um yeah go ahead
4: as no, I say, one of the things that, that that you said, Ryan, that I really, you know, uh, I've been really focusing recently as much as I would love to do a, and I told you so, victory lap right now based on the way I've been treated and you've been treated during this. There's no time for that. Um, and we have got to focus on how to fix what has been done to these people. You just used the word, I think, um, you used a different word than I've said. Yeah, I, I've been figuring, saying, how can we remove these spike proteins? There's got to be a way. Um, to, to diffuse them or to remove them. I don't know how, you know, do we electrophorese them out? Do we chelate them out? How, how do you get rid of them? Or, and, or, how do we turn off this mRNA? I'm not an mRNA scientist. I, I don't know a lot about how it gets turned on, but if it got turned on, maybe there's a way to turn it off. Um, but to me, these are the things that we as scientists need to be focusing on. How do we get rid of this uh, spike protein? And how do we stop people from producing?
7: Um, I'm
2: sure... Uh- Your Pfizer and Moderna just have the uh, gene transfection product right for you.
14: More of it. Yeah, and there are plenty of groups out there looking at this and there's, you know, plenty of claims out there. And, you know, I I think some uh, appear to be useful and successful to a degree. I've seen a lot of patients do quite well. Um, one of the primary ways that I, I like with the FLCCC approach is autophagy and that that you induce through intermittent fasting and intermittent fast to 16 hours and then you cause some of these cells that are carrying um, atypical proteins or these cells that are weakened to die off so you can grow new healthy cells so uh, that's a simple way is just Uh, cutting caloric consumption several times a week for 16 hours a day uh i do that some intentionally about four or five days a week accidentally one or two days a week but but you know that's one amazing way to maintain health um the 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 real answer is we don't know and this is where i wish the studies were done to show when does the spike protein stop being produced and when does the mrna break down and and these are tissue studies that it should have done been done in mammals to say hey this this pseudoyurtine within this synthetic mrna we don't know the answer that would be uh, gosh, the easiest study to do at a, you know, any large lab, university level, et cetera, and should be done because people need this answer. The, the, the answer to the question is, I know plenty of things that are useful, certain drugs that shall not be named, as, as, as you know, we like to say, that do have high spike inhibitory effects. The, the mRNA question is an unanswered question. I don't know.
4: Um, before before the clock runs down, there's something else that I really want to pick your brain about. Um, we've talked a lot about uh, cardiac injury, and certainly that's very important. We've talked a lot about autoimmune issues and increases in cancer rates. One thing that I don't think has gotten enough attention in the mainstream so far are the neurologic or psychologics, you know, neuropsychiatric issues.
2: Oh. about time! Uh, I'd like to think that I was a pioneer in uh, this particular discussion. Issues.
4: What let's, let's switch for a little bit and talk about, we know based on DMED, the Defense Military Epidemiology Database, and from claims that there's a significant increase in new onset seizures. We're seeing people complaining of this brain fog, the persistent brain fog, different neurologic uh, problems. Let's talk again at the cellular level from what you're seeing, the pathology. What are you seeing in brain tissue that could potentially explain some of these?
7: Now,
1: you're uh-
2: Been studying hard with the doc for the last uh, three years. You should know the answers to this, and um, but we'll give uh, we give Ryan his uh, moment in the in the sun.
14: These things. All right, number one, I'm going to have Caleb jump to slide number eight. This is a case that I received recently of a deceased individual, unfortunately. The the spike protein has the ability to fold in interesting ways. So certainly we have that amyloid question and amyloid, a certain type of amyloids associated with Alzheimer's. I have a colleague in California runs memory care clinic after the shots rolled out. She saw a massive decline in function within her elderly patients. Now this one that I'm showing right here, Dr. Montagnier, the Nobel prize winner, he had uh, identified 26 cases post vaccine of spongiform encephalopathy, people are familiar with the term mad cow disease. This is a case, all those white holes that you see, that's why they call it spongiform. It looks like a sponge. So this is an individual who unfortunately you know passed away shortly after his third shot, and his brain was Swiss cheese. And H, please, Ryan. And, and not all of it, but good parts of it. And you can't have cellular function if the cells are blown apart. Now, if we'll jump to slide 10 um here on the left this is a, a single case studied by dr moore's on the left that showed again like dr drew mentions inflammation of the vessels all that brown on that little tube on the left that spike protein then you see leaking out from that vessel little brown dots into the surrounding brain tissue now on the right hand side these are slides i've completed these are from um that same patient that i was showing you with a, the sponge-like pattern in the brain Th- those brown dots in the middle those are neurons and those neurons are being rimmed with spike protein and so we know the spike protein crosses the blood-brain barrier, the S1 fragment. We know that the lipid nanoparticle crosses
7: the blood-brain barrier. So unfortunately, that's a very protected space in the body. It's an immune-protected site. My stuff all hadn't been nuked again and again and again. You Well,
2: you all know this, listening to me. And um, it's good to get experimental confirmation. Now, you know, the good news is that... Um, Although we're seeing significant morbidity and death, it's not everyone, it seems. So uh, take the wins where you can get them. And, um, you know, it was interesting to see a spongy form brain. Um, There's a sort of geeky aspect on my part that gets a kick out of that. But um, again, this is, in my mind, this is done, this part. Focus on what's coming would be my advice. And there's nothing again, nothing new learned here in particular. Mitigate exposure. Get ready. And Yep, yeah, I'm I'm about done, I think. I don't see any uh questions in the chat. So I will call it a night an early morning, it's five o'clock in the morning for me. <laughs> but, you know. Make hay while the sun shines. Alright. I will bid you adieu. God bless and I will see you um in the in the next one. Which hopefully well, let me just sort of orientate myself
7: um time wise. Time it's six hours from now. All right, So six PM
2: PST Saturday. I will be speaking with architects and engineers for nine eleven and Richard Gage. And I will be seeing where the conversation goes. I'm sure it will be, you know, in today's environment, you know, it's ironic that we're seeing the 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 suppression of experts who raised alarm bells over a series of world-changing events. And you know, I have, you know, I'm not the expert with respect to steel and concrete i can't even find the leak in my roof thank you very much for those that gave advice but the roof is kind of sort of just I don't know. it seems like one layer of concrete <laughs> it's a very thin roof it's not tiled or anything and it was ju- it's just coated with silicon paint and i put layers on two years ago it didn't really stick very well so i i don't know i, I need to find a solution so Help uh help Doc Kev and his leaky roof. I bet uh I bet old Ryan Cole don't have a leaky roof.
1: I do.
2: Alright, I'm out of here. Take care, God bless. See you in the next one. Oh maybe I don't know if the outro bomb works. See.
1: Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do I'm like I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pursed off. After reading that long line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine! Fuck this I will fucking kill each fucking pepper! I swear! This is not a fucking joke anymore! This is fucking dead serious! I am fucking dead serious! These people don't know who the fuck that no, shit is saying, Fuck these shappers. No fucking vaccine or MIA
3: or ever frozen in my fucking blood blood! Never! I will fucking die! Fucking fight for my fucking... F-
2: All of them five, so technically five thousand, turn it